morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey, guess what? It's Friday, so that means that we're going to have some fun today. It's finally Friday. We've had an amazing week of bringing in a bunch of new guests, and it's been a lot of fun. So right now it's 8.57. We have a couple minutes, and then we're going to be bringing in our guests where we're going to be talking about water conservation. Whenever you think of water conservation, what do you think of? I remember being a kid. And my mom, my parents, my teachers, everybody telling me, hey, don't waste water. But I never really understood why because and maybe people are going to be upset, be like, you're, you know, what are you talking about? Don't waste water. But there's a whole there's like the oceans and lakes and then we have the water towers. I don't really know the entire process, but I do know that it's important. And today that's the first topic we're going to be touching on water conservation, why you should be paying attention to these things, because. From what I understand, it does make a difference, and every every little bit helps. Like, literally every drop helps. So that's going to be our first guest. We're gonna have, we have Erica in studio, and then after that, we're going to be talking to a brand-new food truck that is in our area. It's called Coops. You know, Chef Mary Bass was in on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, and it was an awesome time, and she was sharing about, uh, on actually on her Facebook stream, she had made a post and said, hey, Guardy's looking for some people to come in on KHEA, and... Coops was one of the people that, you know, people were tagging saying like, hey, have Coops in, have them come talk about what they're doing. So I believe they're from the Galveston area. And I'm always, always down to talk about food. And if you're down to hear about food and maybe try something new this weekend, then this is going to be the show for you. Uh, good morning. Hey, what's up, Johnny? I see that uh, UPW is is taking it to, I think, like Baycliff San Leon. I talked to, um, you know, the promoter there the other day. And he was just asking, you know, because I'm, I'm down. You know, I enjoy talking about wrestling. I enjoy talking about cool things that are family friendly to take, you know, um, my family to. Or obviously, you know, if you're listening, your family to. I'm down. So shout out to UPW. They found a new spot. And I believe it's where the like the San Leon Fire Department has like a pavilion there. So it's going to be fun. And it'll be a nice little change of venue. And so we'll see how that glows, goes. But if you are watching on Facebook, feel free to share this out. Let me know what you're up to. What do you have going on this weekend? You know, it is Friday. That means a lot of people are going to be off. You know, not everybody has the weekend off, but if you do, I want to hear if you have some plans. I haven't had the opportunity to really check the weather, but I'm going to do that right now. But it's been pretty nice outside. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a good weekend. And then on Monday, it looks like there may be some some clouds and then Tuesday, maybe some rain coming in, but all that stuff is subject to change. So I want to hear from you. If you're watching on Facebook, let me know. If you're watching on channel 46, good morning to you. You can text me 346-704-1806. Feel free to give me a text 346-704-1806. I want to hear from you. If you have uh, some, some cool plans, maybe something that we haven't touched on that we need to know about that's going on in our area, I want to talk about it. You know, we broadcast from Lamarck, Texas. If you've if you haven't been to Lamarck yet, you're missing out. It's a gym on a map. If you're heading down I-45 South from you know beautiful Houston towards Galveston, you pop off of Exit 13 and you're gonna run into me to at a KHEA Radio and at Abundant Life where we like to spread positivity. We like to talk to you and find out what you have going on in our community and what uh what I can help you get the word out about. Um, I want to give a shout out to some of our our sponsors and partners who help make this happen. I want to give a shout out to, to our good friend, realtor Anthony Macaluso, who is uh, doing some cool things in the area. He was in studio actually uh, earlier this week and he was sharing about 
the brand new bounce house business that they're starting. So it's called Rockin' Rivers Bounce House and Party Supplies, and I'm always down for a good party, especially if there's bounce houses. So uh, I'm think that I'm thinking that we're gonna need some more like bounce house fun now that I have a friend like in the business. It's gonna make sense. So again, good morning to you. It is Friday, T G I F. Friday and Mondays have to be my favorite my favorite weekdays. Monday because it's the beginning of a new week and anything is possible, and I, that, that's like the best day to try and spread positivity. Um, and then Friday because. Hey, it's the weekend, and everybody loves the weekend. So we're about to have our first guest come in. We got Erica. We're going to be talking and learning about water conservation. What is water conservation? Why should we be trying to save water? Like, I don't get it. I have a bottle right here, and there's a whole refrigerator full of these things. Like, is water conservation important, and why? What's up, Erica? How are you Hi, doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? What's up? So, um, I hope I don't disappoint anyone, but yes, we do need to conserve water, but I am here for water safety. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know what? I read into it's that It's Friday. Wrong. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Well, why is it important to be safe around water? I want to be dangerous. It's Friday. I want to live dangerously. Yeah. So, we do have Labor Day weekend coming up, so people are going to be hitting pools, ponds, beaches, um, and I just wanted to be here to remind everyone how important it is. Um, drowning is the leading cause of accidental death with children one through ages one through four. Um, so you know we have to protect our little ones. We have this year so far. There's been 77 child deaths in the state of Texas. Is that normal? Uh, so last it year was high. last year was 91. So we the still whole have year? the whole year. Wow. So we still have some summer to go, and it's sad. Almost every weekend, if you go check the rates on Monday, it's gone up. You know, and and uh, you know, you you're with the city of Galveston. Yes, and shout so, out to the city of Galveston Parks and Rec. I do enjoy Galveston. There's a lot <laughs> of fun stuff to do, including water. And so you know, spreading the the awareness and hey, you, I guess you need to be safe around water. Um, Especially with kids, I mean, but not just kids, adults too. Yeah, and the way we always kind of describe it to everyone is water safety is kind of of a layered approach. So when you can, you know, swim by lifeguards. If you're at the beach, uh, swim by a lifeguard. Galveston Beach Patrol there is there for a reason. I worked for Galveston Beach Patrol for many years. Were you a lifeguard? I was. That's that's where it all started. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it like Baywatch? Um, yeah, not as glamorous though, believe it or not. That's awesome. No. <laughs> so I was I was a lifeguard for a bit, but I wasn't a real lifeguard. I was like a pool, like subdivision pool Those lifeguard. Are still real lifeguards. I mean I, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't do what you what you did. It was what a, did. It's a different type, but yes. Yeah, it's totally di- it, you know, I had the training and everything and I did it. And it was it was difficult for me. I was like fifteen years old or sixteen years old and I'm and I wasn't a natural I mean I swam and we had a pool growing up, but I wasn't like on the swim team or you didn't live for team. water and yeah exactly those people that i that were i ended up being friends with they like naturally jumped in they're like oh yeah the training but for me i was like well we had a pool growing up and so it seems like a good job but it was <laughs> exactly. it was tough it is and the temperatures are tough the you know the day to day is tough for the even pool guards but you know well that's nice that you're speaking kindly of us of us pool guards <laughs> and while you're out there like you know at the Galveston beach and there's undertoes there's a whole bunch of other stuff that goes into uh, goes into account and into play that that I am fortunate that I, I wasn't prepared for. Yeah, because like I said, that's where I started, and now I oversee the community pool for uh, the city of Galveston. So of course I got to give a shout out to all my pool guards. They work they work very very hard. So when did you start? When did you get into that? Were you one of those people who were on the swim team? 
I was. I grew up swimming and started lifeguarding from 16 and did that all through college, uh, the beach and the pool. And then the city built a pool about three years ago, and I've been with the pool since it was done. Yeah, so swimming was life. Water yes. was life yes. for you. Yes. Are you from Galveston? I'm from Dickinson. Okay, close enough. Close enough, Still yeah. Still in the county. Yeah, and I've lived in Galveston now like almost 10 years, so cool. I love it. Have you been adopted in? Oh, yeah. They're pretty, yeah. you know, the Galveston <laughs> people, you know, they're proud, and, and I love Galveston. And then um, people who are from there, they love Galveston, too, like yes. a lot. But they're very welcoming, like with yes. open arms. They're not going to be like, well, you aren't really BOI, born on the island, but, you know, once we you- We want to share exactly. our greatness, yeah. I love it. So we're going to switch it on to the FM right now as well. We're streaming on Facebook. We're on channel 46.2. If you're watching, you have any questions, feel free to ask- on our Facebook stream or send me a text, 346-704-1806. Turns out we're not talking about water conservation. We're talking about water safety, which is which is important as well. Here we go. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio, 99.5 FM. It's 906. I'm Gardy, and we have Erica here in studio. She's with the city of Galveston. We're going to be talking about water safety and why it's so important. You know what? And I think conserving water is important, too. Even though I have this bottle of water and there's a whole fridge full, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of people out there who would like to come and talk to me about it, and I would like to learn. So if you know anything about water conservation and why it's important, reach out to me as well. But Erica, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited that you're in. Chef Mary Bass put a call out for me. She did. I love Mary. How do you know Mary? Uh, just through the community. She does so much for our community. Mm-hmm. We're really fortunate to have her. And she's plugged into Galveston opening a new spot. Yes, I'm excited. I can't wait. La Cocina. Yeah, I cannot wait. Do you speak Spanish? I do not. I do know that means the kitchen. kitchen. (laughs) That's all you need to know. You know, know, with our area, there's a couple of important words that you need to know whenever it comes to Spanish. And and, I mean, there's a lot. And I love the language. You know, my family speaks and and um, but like being able to order food in Spanish like taco. Oh, yes. Burrito, you know, barbacoa. Oh, yeah. Guacamole. (laughs) You know, like there's those are the important ones for our area. There's so much good food. And I'm excited. Chef Mary is going to be opening her own spot. I was confused again with her as well. You know, not just I'm not just confused with you today, but I was I was like, so it's a restaurant. She's like, well, it's a kitchen that's going to hold events and we'll you know offer things. I'm, sounds like a restaurant to me, but <laughs> so you're saying it's a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> so there's food and people are going to be able to come eat there. Okay, okay, I'm I'm you know I'm not in that business, but Galveston is awesome. And you said you're originally from Dickinson. Can you walk me through how did you end up in Galveston? Uh, like I said, originally from uh, Dickinson, swam my whole life, and I started working for the Galveston Island Beach Patrol when I was 16. Uh, did that all through college. Every summer I would come home and we'd like rent different houses and live in Galveston uh, the whole summer, which was a blast. And then after school, I was like, I love Galveston. I've been down there for years now, and I want to be full-time. And so my husband and I live down there full-time now. For the Beach Patrol, like in the summer— how many people are are out there like in rotation, like actually out there watching? How many people work lifeguarding on the crew? I can't tell you now because they have expanded. They've added more uh, since we added more beach towards the west mm-hmm. on the seawall. They've added more lifeguards, so there's probably like thirty towers now at least. Wow. Yeah. And you need every single one of them. Oh, Maybe yeah. even more, huh? Yeah. Especially when you have an influx of crowds on the weekends, like it's going to be this weekend. And yesterday, the water started turning. That blue green again, so we're gonna have crowds. I know that for sure down in Galveston. You know, that happened for like, a, it felt like a month, like right beautiful. there in the summer, and people were going nuts. Like I had a friend say, "Hey, I was trying to get down to Galveston, and there was so much traffic, which is awesome. I love you know that people are going to visit Galveston, and you know they're gonna spend their money there, have a good time, take their family, and we have a, a, a gym right here. You know, even if you don't live on the island, you have it right there. Yeah, 
Yeah, we're so lucky to have it. So the water's the green and the the blue water is returning. It is returning. So maybe people should just rent a house, kind of like how you did <laughs> whenever you were first started working out there. Yeah. So what did you go to school for? Uh, I have a degree in biology. Where'd you go? Lamar. Okay, cool. Yep. Doesn't well maybe it's Galveston A and M. Don't they have a like a biology or like a, yeah they have a couple water? different yeah maritime stuff and marine biology degrees. So it was uh, like you were destined to do what you're doing pretty much. Yeah, I love. I kind of got out of water uh, for a while and I worked for an environmental company, um, not water related, um, (laughs) (laughs) in the chemical plants. And um, I was always trying to get back to Galveston and get back to something water related and working with the public. I love working with the public. Um, So this was like a dream come true. I really couldn't ask for a better job. Mm hmm. And so you started out Beach Patrol, and then after that, what what role did you move into the one that you're in now? Um, that's when I went to environmental private gotcha. sector, and then I came back when they, they built the pool, and I was like, I need to check this out. I really want to be involved in this. And yeah. like I said, I've been with the, since we put water in the pool, I've been there. Can we talk a little bit on those statistics that you shared earlier? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, right now drowning is the number one cause of unintentional injury-related death for children under five. Um, and it's the leading cause for children under 14. Yeah. And it's completely preventable. Completely mm-hmm. preventable. How long does it take for, for something like that to happen? You can literally turn your head? It Literally turn your head. And that's where uh, most drownings actually occur at home pools. Yeah. Um, because I think you have that security net of you're at home and I'm just going to run in and get a glass of water. I'm just going to run in and grab my phone. I, and it takes a couple seconds. And most drownings that we're seeing lately are because of distracted supervision. Yeah. And it's like, I can't say enough, like, put those phones away. They're not more valuable than your kids. Mm-hmm. Put them away. If you, you know, you have a pool at your house, create a bowl in the kitchen that the phone goes in there when you go to the pool, that they're not even by the pool. Yeah. Your kids are priceless. What about like, you know, because there's, you know, baby pools and water, um, you know, little toys and devices. And, you know, you may put like an, an inch or two inches of water or maybe fill it up all the way if it's, you know, like a foot high or something. Are those uh, potential hazards as well? They are. Um, even the Red Cross, you know, points out things like uh, when you're washing your car, like a bucket. A small child get it could get fall in there and flip upside down and they don't have the strength to get out. So it yeah. only takes a couple inches of water. And you said that there was 77 already this year in 77, Texas? 77, just in Texas, of children. Mm-hmm. Wow. So do we have any specific... Um, like statistics for our our area as well, like even like Galveston or like in, in Galveston I didn't County. look up the breakdown of the county recently. At one point, I know Harris County at one point had the highest in the state. Um, Galveston, I don't think, was very far behind that. Um, the, those are public record, but we did have just uh, this week a drowning in Texas City, a one-year-old in a pool. Yeah, I saw, I heard about that over like by Moses Lake. Yeah. And that's, man, that's it's terrible. So it breaks your heart. Yeah. But those some of the sometimes these things are are preventable, and I guess the main thing is just obviously paying attention, like not not turning your head, and it's tough to talk about because you don't want to like point fingers. Exactly, you don't want to point fingers, and they call them accidents for reasons. You know, accidents happen, right. um, and like it's kind of said earlier, it's the way to look at water safety is a layered approach because no one is drown proof. That's what I always say. Even professional swimmers, you know, people that do it all the time, stuff happens. Um, but having someone who is that water guarding is what we like to call them. Like, you know, if you have a pool party, that there's that one person you know is always watching the pool. Aware, yeah. Um, having barriers, fences, um, those gates, using those gates and actually locking them. Yeah. 
Um, a big thing, too, that we've seen is, you know, kids like pool toys. Of removing those toys from the pool when you're done. So it's not giving them incentive to Jump go, in. I just need to go get my beach ball out of there. I just need to go get my big unicorn. Mm-hmm. I have one of those floats and I love it. Kids are going to love it even more. Take those out of the pool. Yeah. Um, like I said, and just the, having someone that is a designated water guardian is really important. You know, you mentioned something about gates and I, I've seen those and I think it's a great tool. It's almost necessary if you have, you know, kids or you're going to have anybody at your house, you know, say, hey, this is this is closed. Are those gates, I mean, because it's, it's a gate and it could fail. You know, I, I feel like checking the, the lock or checking that it's, it's actually working properly or there's not a weak point where someone can get in um, is important as well. Yeah, staying on top of your barriers and all of that. And that's where supervision is key. You know, you need to be out there. Um, and most, you know, it depends on kind of what homeowner's insurance you have, but most all of them require those gates. Mm-hmm. With, you know, it's the law. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have to check all that and making sure you have to check your pool too to make sure the drains are compliant, that you don't have things broken that are going to cause hazards. You mm-hmm. know, it's, pools are huge responsibility. <laughs> yeah. So whenever I was a lifeguard, I was not a, a lifeguard like you, like the real, like the real deal <laughs> TV lifeguard where you're like on, you know, on the beach patrolling Running and you get to slow run. Motion. Yeah. I ran like, I, you know, like jogged like fast motion. And anyways, I never... And we, which I'm very thankful for, had to jump in to try and save anybody, um, which which is awesome. But I remember being, and I was at it was a pool in Lake City at a neighborhood where I worked. I won't say the one. It's on 518. <laughs> <laughs> We're honing in. <laughs> yeah, you know if you're heading on the way. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, I used to be a pool lifeguard when I was a kid. It was a great job. You know, it, it was fun, and but it was a lot of responsibility, especially for for someone you know 15, 16 years old. But I I took it seriously. Um, until I had an accident, and maybe we'll touch on that later. <laughs> Something <laughs> happened. Um, it, it's okay. But I remember sitting on the chair, you know, like elevated and just watching the pool, you know, scoping the pool, looking around, hey, don't run, you know, blow your whistle, whatever. But sometimes there were parents that weren't really paying attention to their kids, and I would see them struggling, like, hey, are you okay? You know, and me trying to make that decision, do I jump in? You know, and why isn't the parent, you know, as, as a kid, it was it was tough. I wasn't prepared to be like, hey, you should watch your kids, you know, or, or say that in a way because everybody get mad. Oh, yeah. It's a huge responsibility we put on these 15 and 16 year olds. And it is hard. And one of the things I always tell my guards is if in doubt, go. It, you're going to look more foolish not helping someone than going. And it's a good time to like then you can remind the parents like, hey, it kind of looked like your kid was struggling. That's why I went. Like, yeah. could you please stay within arm's reach of your child? Like, you know your child better than me, but I, they look like they were in trouble, so I'm going to go help. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that. there's never f- anything foolish with helping. Yeah. So I tell my kids, I'm like, go. Just and, go. And then the the best part is like the... Like the manager of the neighborhood pool was like somebody a grade above me that I went to school with and was like, yeah, come on here. And then there was like the real manager who would come in like once a week and, you know, just check y'all okay. Like, yeah, we're good. We're awesome. But, you know, it was always, I don't know. It's it, hard. Yeah. It's, and it's an interesting setup. Yeah. A lot of pools are set up that way. We're fortunate <laughs> enough that we always have a manager kind of like yeah. myself there to help support them because that's you're asking a lot out of young kids. A yeah. lot. And adults don't like being told you can't do this by a 16 year old. Yeah. And it's like, well, I pay my homeowner's dues. <laughs> like you see it all the time. Yes. And you do, you know, and you do pay your homeowner's dues and you and should we be value allowed to use you. the pool. Yes. Exactly. We value you, but, but we're here to keep everyone safe. That's safety. number one. I want your kids to go home safe. I don't yeah. want the pool to be like the most traumatic event that ever happened in their life. 
Right. Because when those things happen, they don't forget. Yeah. You have, don't forget that. You know, so my son right now, he's six years old, and he took those, have you seen those like baby survival uh-huh. floating classes? Have, what are your thoughts on those? Oh, man. You're, of course you're going to ask me something kind of controversial. <laughs> um, you know, I think they're great. I have never um, taught them myself. We teach swim lessons. Um, and we follow Which is them. totally different. Yeah, swim lessons and baby yes, survival. Yes, and that's kind of the only thing I would touch on is the baby survival and the swim lessons don't necessarily translate. They're two separate things. Mm-hmm. That's teaching one skill. And at that age, they don't have the muscle tone. They don't have the strength. That translates into swimming. Yeah, the baby's completely trying to get to their back. Like, get to the back, float, and then just like find me. You know, like what's going on? And I always tell, like, a lot of parents ask my opinion about just like you did, and I always say, you know, their lessons are really costly too. Um, Especially Galveston, they have to come up to League City for them. And I always say, I'm like, put that money and energy into prevention. Yeah. Before that kid gets there, buy the better gate, buy the alarm for the gate. Um, You know. Buy Coast Guard approved life jackets when you're out places that keep them safe. Like do the prevention and try to prevent a small child from getting anywhere near that situation. Yeah. So my son, he did them and he loves the water now. But when you were mentioning like it can be traumatic, that was a traumatic experience for him. And for the next like two to three years. Kind of regressed. Yes. it, It took a while for him to he didn't want to get in the water at all. Because it was, and I, I didn't go. Like, my my wife would go, and my mom would take him. And my mom kind of was like, hey, you know, I think you should do this. You know, we have a pool, you know, at her house. Yeah. And, and, I, and again, I think it's, it's a layer something. of safety. Keep adding those layers. I'm never going to discourage, like, a layer of safety because I think that's great. Yeah. But, yeah, you kind of have to read your kids, too. Even with our swim lessons, going to the back is the most, like, traumatic thing for them, even with, with us. So we find, like, creative ways to try to calm them because – I don't want them going home from the swim lesson like, oh, mean Miss Erica. She she makes me float on my back and I hate it, you know. Yeah. So it's making that it's fun and they're learning some safety stuff. They're that- learning how to climb out of the pool on their mm-hmm. own. They're learning how to use a ladder like that. We go over all that type of stuff during lessons. What's the most, I guess, important part of that swim lesson? Is it like making it to the side or, or the flotation? I will say we because like I said, we follow Red Cross. And so we start every lesson with a safety lesson. So if your kid leaves our swim lessons and you're you're disappointed that they're not the next Michael Phelps, but they're probably telling you, I'm never going to swim alone. I always am going to wear sunscreen. I'm going to tattletale if I see young kids swimming by themselves. That's really our goal is the prevention is to teach them to be safe in the water. Yeah. So then a a couple years later after that incident with my son, we put him in swim lessons. It was at the Y. Okay. And they had a summer uh, so he was still young, but, you, you know, I was in the pool with him for these because I was like, he needs to do something. Yeah. And let's see if we can reverse this. But it was the, you know, like elbow, elbow, tummy, you know, knee. And that was that was great stuff. And then, you know, you had a little float and OK, so try and swim to it, kick to it, blow bubbles. Yeah, we do lots of blowing bubbles. <laughs> Why is blowing bubbles important? I guess just not breathing in water. Yeah, a lot of them. They're, I think they're natural reactions. They want to drink it. Yeah. When they're sitting in there and this year we kind of came up with it. It turned really funny. We're like, oh, this water's full of feet. You don't want to drink feet water. And yeah. then I at one point I have like six, four year olds screaming, ooh, icky feet water. <laughs> and all the patrons are like, what are these kids talking about? <laughs> Do they know something we don't? Yeah. yeah. The water is icky. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right now it's 920. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. If you're watching on Facebook, feel free to ask some questions. We're talking about water safety. You know, 
it's important, you know, and you can always start somewhere. You know, even if your kid is two years old, one year old, you know, there's always somewhere to start. Um, this weekend's Labor Day weekend, Galveston is going to be pretty busy, right? Yes, it will be very busy. Yeah, what's the most important thing people should do? I guess that maybe some people know or maybe not everybody. Like, what should you do if you're at the beach, you know, like to to promote safety, like as a patron? Yeah, if you're visiting our beaches this weekend, I strongly, strongly encourage you, again, always swim near a lifeguard. Uh, pay attention to those condition flags that they fly. Uh, there's different colors, and the definition of what those colors mean are on the back of the towers. Um, if you see that red flag, really listen to that lifeguard. Don't go past waist deep. Um, even if you're a great swimmer, that means there's strong currents. Um, go up to those lifeguards and ask them, how's the water today? They're required to swim the area uh, when they get there and later in the day around lunch. So they know. They'll know, yeah. Yeah, so talk to them. You, they're a great resource for you. And supervise those kids. Yeah. Be with them. And don't be scared to put your kids in life jackets. But Coast Guard approved jackets. There mm-hmm. are jackets out there that are considered like novelty items. If you can blow it up with air, that's not Coast Guard approved. I'm telling you that right now. Really? Yes. So open that jacket up and read. You'll see inside where it says U.S. Coast Guard approved. Yeah. And, and that means that it's like it's designed. Or? It's not again. Nothing's like guaranteed. No one's drown proof. But those are designed to get your kids airway out of the water. Okay. Because that's the goal. Yeah, I had talked to a friend. So he builds wakeboards, mm-hmm. and there's a life jacket that I saw in some pictures, and he was like, "Yeah, it's not. It's not Coast Guard approved, but it's not. It's a. It's a little bit more thin and slim. It's really cool. Yeah, and it, it looked good, you know, with the colors, but it wasn't, you know, maybe as bulky. And for him, you know, at least it's something, but. I think that Coast Guard approved is is really important. It's really important. Yeah. And that's and manufacturers have caught on to that. They make some of those jackets like with really cool patterns, really yeah. cool colors. And it has like, you know, the logos that kids like the Disney characters on them. But then they're not Coast Guard approved. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to sell their product. Um, like you said, it's a layer, but go try to get those Coast Guard approved jackets. Yeah. Can we talk about all the different places where you can actually uh, experience like cool water stuff in Galveston? Because you know, obviously there's the ocean, but there's so much more. Yeah, there's the beach, of course. And then there's our facility, the Lasker Community Pool. Um, and there's also Slitterbond, um, which is a great, great, great gym to have down there. Um, that's about all I know of. Yeah, well, there's Slitter. I know that um, with Moody Gardens. And there's Moody Gardens, of course. How they have some really cool stuff. We had Moody Gardens in the other day, and they were sharing about how you know how long they're going to be open over there because a lot of that stuff is 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 seasonal obviously yes. the ocean is is year-round you know with with your location what does that look like schedule wise so we start cutting back our hours um on september 4th but we are we have I've, I've, we're very blessed to have a long season so we we trim our hours up during the week but still we'll be doing weekends until november the third okay is it it's inside no, we're outdoor facility. Outdoors. Yeah. So last year we actually made it almost through the entire month of October before we even slightly heated. So we have, we have, <laughs> that sun is hot. So yeah. the pool holds its temperature pretty well. So yeah, we only heated a slight bit last So it's, it's a heated pool? Mm hmm. Only when cheating? we have, only when we have to. <laughs> <laughs> right now it's naturally heated to almost 90 degrees. It's yeah. very hot. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I guess like as a, as a, I just, I, I'm torn because I feel like, if you're a lifeguard in the in the uh, like the ocean at the beach, there has to be some people that are 
saying like, oh, you're lifeguarding the heated pool. You know, like there just has to be that natural like competition. Like you have the cush job. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, it must be nice, right? Well, I always tell my guards, I'm like, it's so nice. You get to rotate, go into AC. There's food. There's a bathroom. I was like, we used to sit in lifeguard towers for eight hours straight. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Back in my day. Yeah. We walked up beach, you know. <laughs> up the uphill. sand dunes both ways. Both ways. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Hey, are people allowed to take like like uh, jet skis like out onto our beach? And what does that do for, um, I guess, like safety of people swimming? You can. There's designa- uh, designated launch sites. So I'd encourage you to go to like Beach Patrol's website to uh, get the current launch sites. Um, and you have to say certain distances from swimmers and from the beach, of course. Um, yeah. You can't just go down any beach and do it. How about surfing? Uh, same thing. There are most areas you can surf, but there are some that like, uh, that 61st Street Pier, you can't be within like 300 feet of it. Yeah. So, again, talk to those lifeguards. That's what they're there for. We, you, They have to stay current with the city ordinances and everything. Yeah. Do you have any stories? Did you ever have to go make a, you know, go in the ocean and save people? Or? Oh, yes. <laughs> the job keeps you very busy. Yeah. We, um, multiple rescues, um, all kinds of stuff, CPR, you name it. I saw it. Yeah. And it's a constant scan because- it, it, it seems like it's a big area and obviously people can go out, you know, as far as as they want. Or is there an area where like, no, y'all need to come back in? Yeah, we, you start pulling them back in, you know, after a certain distance that's, that's too far out. Yeah. Wow. We're going to take a quick break on the FM. We're going to keep it going on our Facebook stream and on Channel 46. This is KGA Radio 99.5 FM. Yeah, I feel like especially if you had to save people like that. You have a lot of like a lot of stories. You could probably. Oh yeah, it was years ago, but I still there's there's tons of rescues. What about the training? The training for beach patrol was intense. Yeah, it was yeah. Like two week long rookie school with um, medical training. You know, physical stuff. You know, and you compete against each other for rank. Really? Mm-hmm. What does that rank mean? Just kind of pride thing, or? Um, yeah, I was like bragging rights, and it kind of determined uh, who got the full time positions first that summer. You want the strongest, the strongest people for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember hearing, I mean, like tales. I guess I'll say just like, hey, they make you go down the, you know, you jump off the end and have to come in. And we did used to jump off the flagship. Do y'all do that? I mean, I, I guess you can anymore, we right? Used the flagship. To, is yeah, gone. when I was on beach trail, we jumped off of it. It was, is there, it was awesome. What happens if someone can't cut it? Like, and then you have to go back and save them? Like, <laughs> I'm sure that happens, like, during the training, right? Or no? Um, there have been lifeguards that, yes, that get in trouble. Um, so that's why we wear our buoys when you swim offshore and stuff like that. But you kind of feel your way out through that training if this is your thing or not. <laughs> so then you like, figure it out pretty quickly. It. I can't do Even it. Even for our training for the pool, they figured out pretty quickly if this is where they want to be. And you see the ones that are, like, natural swimmers and the ones that aren't and sometimes by the end of the summer like we have kids that they're like i'm not a swimmer and now they're they're swimming on their own every day like they come in early and they're swimming because they enjoy it yeah you know at the beginning do y'all try and weed them out like i'm thinking like military it's like hey that's the toughest part it's like you know if you're not cut out for it then you're not you know yeah because we have just standards that you uh, just the first test you have to pass just to even go to get trained what is it uh so for um our standards it's red cross standards so you have to swim a uh, 300 yards continuously um tread water for two minutes and then we drop a brick in about eight feet of water and you have to swim from one end of the pool go down get the brick take it back to the wall and uh, hop out in like a minute 30. would i have done that back then i don't remember it sounds like stuff that i would, I would have done. hope you did but <laughs> everyone <laughs> operates a little different sometimes so i did training it was i don't know someplace like in houston 
and I went with some of my friends. You know, they were like, "Yeah, let's go." But um, yeah, we had to go for like was it like a week or two weeks or yeah, or something probably at like least that. a week. Well, yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, the, the continuous swimming. I remember going down and getting something, and then the treading the water. But like they they showed you what to do, and then you had to take the like a test like mm-hmm. at the end to be able to do it. But I remember even the warm up. It was like, all right, we're gonna warm up at the beginning, and it was probably like three hundred meters. I was like, how many times? Like, what are you? <laughs> I'm done, right? Me? <laughs> yeah, and then there was the big uh, high dive there, but I've never did that. Like, have you? I'm sure you've done that, being like a water water person like i've like jumped off one but i was no diver diver yeah i I dabbled in a dive class one time and was like i don't think this is for me (laughs) what is it about the water and swimming that kind of drew you into that like at a you know in school and stuff well i think swimming um it's like the perfect sport of team and individual especially like summer league you know you you swim your race but all those points contribute to the team and then there's relays but it's something that you just throw on a bathing suit and you can hit the pool yourself that you know you really have to motivate yourself but then when you want that team feeling they're right there too I, mm-hmm. I think it's a perfect balance and it's just such a great skill to have yeah that's true and it's good exercise right it's great it's because low impact you're working like every muscle group it's a great exercise yeah i know i was tired is it is it like a cardio thing as well like having to be able to balance your breathing and all that yeah I think that gets a lot of people with swimming. They almost kind of panic right. with their breathing and they kind of get mentally in their head. <laughs> yeah. So in school, whenever you were competing, what were you like, I guess, is it racing or swimming? What were you doing? Uh, by big stroke, I was a butterfly swimmer. And I ended up later in life having to have shoulder surgery because of it. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Did you ever ever have like aspirations to do the, the Olympics or compete or anything like that? I did, actually, at one point. I thought this would be really cool to like keep going and keep going and you start to realize too quickly, like just how competitive even like college, you know, that even that level. And so it wasn't my gig, but I, I, like I said, I've been a swimmer my whole life. And just two weeks ago, uh, myself and two other aquatics managers, we went and did a 10K on Lake Travis for swimming. Drown- swimming. Uh, so it was three of us and we did a relay for drowning prevention. It That's was amazing. Awesome. That's far. Yeah. Like 10K running, you know, and like I'm safe. Yeah, I ended up swimming little... all together, I think, four miles. Have you ever done one of the, like, the, is it called like a triathlon where it's like the swimming, biking, running thing? I have it. And now I, ha- I was just asked by our, one of our public information officers. She's like, I saw that you did that swim. Why don't you come do a triathlon with me? Are you down? I don't know. My husband and I are running our first half marathon in December. Awesome. So the Santa K5, the hustle, Santa hustle. Yeah. Um. So I guess we'll see after that. I'm not a big runner. I'm just. I'm trying. Well, I feel like with most people, swimming would be the most difficult part. And for you, that's, you know. And that's what it usually is their weaker, yeah. their weaker link. So that's what she's like. You got it. Just just hop on a bike now. Yeah, I say <laughs> that. And I obviously, I don't think I could ever do one. Um, but, you know, I, the bike, I'm sure like it hurts. <laughs> like yeah. Just riding that long and then running. And man, those people that do that, like even like the Ironman. Yeah, they're amazing. Stuff, they're uh, really they're, they're true athletes. Yeah, That's it's incredible nuts. how hard you can push your body. That's mm-hmm. insane to me. Because I have a I have a buddy who runs, you know, he'll run marathons and I'm going to run an ultra, you know, and all this other stuff. But even him, he's just like, man, to do that Ironman and try and qualify and, and that's, that's crazy. nuts. Yeah, my mom is almost, she's approaching 60. I'll call her out there. But um, she's probably run like 10 marathons now. It's insane. I'm w- like. Was she like that when you were young? No, she kind of got into running later in life and then never stopped. Mm-hmm. Like, she just took off. Anybody else in your family swim? Uh, no. It was pretty, my sister kind of swam a little bit in summer league growing up, but 
I was I was a swimmer. That's cool. There's a summer league swimming. Like I never thought of that before. Yeah. That was always the fun swimming because I swam year round as well. But that was kind of the monotonous. You showed up every day and but the racing in the summer and all your friends from all the different cities would kind of come. And that was fun. Man. So I was in Kentucky recently and uh, I went to a place to eat lunch. It was after church in Kentucky and the place had a pool and they were holding a swim event. And I feel like everybody in Kentucky, Ethan's originally from Kentucky, intern Ethan, who is here and is awesome. Everybody in Kentucky, and Ethan, if you were in Kentucky at that time, you were probably there at the swim meet, was at that stinking swim meet because I had to park so far. They were actually running shuttles, um, like a, a golf carts, to try and get people like to the like the restaurant area. And um, I had like two golf carts pass me by, and I was just like, what are y'all doing? Like, go and pick up other people. And Ethan, you probably know why. But uh, but uh, I don't know. It was just funny. Then someone picked me up. Do you need a ride? I was like, yes, I need a ride. You know, thank you so much. But it was awesome. Like all the people cheering. And I'm guessing it was like a it was a summer, you know, a thing. But people were behind it rallying. And it was you could hear when a race was about to start and ending because it was uh, I don't know. It was a lot of like cheering. Is there I a mean, lot of people that are, I mean, is that like a big cheering sport? Like, yeah, especially if it was probably like a regional thing, you know, towards the end of the summer. But yeah, we yeah, growing up, we'd every Saturday morning pack everything up at 5 a.m. and head to whatever city pool we were competing at. And, yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. You have to have your family support as a teenager to do anything. Oh, yeah. Swimming was a huge commitment. Like, God bless my mother for carting me around doing that stuff. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> I swam you around and then I did summer league. So <laughs> Exactly. Well, I see that with... Uh, with like baseball parents and even like cheer parents, softball, softball. all of it's like turned into year round sports. Like they never get a break. Yeah. Like these parents are superheroes. <laughs> and that's sometimes you don't even realize it till you're an adult. Like, wow, my parents did that they for me. They sacrificed a lot. And these yeah. sports are expensive. Yes. <laughs> so I my, cheered and all that too. My son, he, he tried T-ball, you know, like at oh, whatever, so the swimming. Cute. Yeah, I know. And he played one season then he played the next season. He's like, I don't want to play anymore. And I was like, I really want you to, but if obviously we'll find something that you want to do. Yeah, keep besides. introducing him to things. Like, they'll find their, Finds his thing. Find their niche. Yeah. Maybe it's swimming. Yeah, bring N- him back. Now that he loves the <laughs> pool, but he's like, I don't want to wear any, you know, flotation because he still hasn't nailed it, but he's learning. And so anytime he's in the pool, like, obviously, like, one of us is there, but he's uh, he's lean and long and tall for his age. And Oh, he sounds like a swimmer. That, right? That's what I thought. <laughs> but he's, like, just trying, I don't know, he's, like, jumping off and just trying to splash me. But he's, a, you know. That's, that's a kid being a kid. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like long and lean? Is that like generally like a, a swimmer? I feel like yeah, but then like, I swim quite a bit, and I feel like I'm built more like a gymnast than like short and stocky. So mm-hmm. I think it takes all types, which is I think that's why swimming's great. I do have a question: Who do you consider the greatest swimmer of all time? Oh goodness! Uh, growing up, I always idolized Janet Evans, and now you you can't deny like Michael Phelps is amazing. Mm-hmm. He's a machine. Like he's pretty tall, right? He's like six four or something yeah. like that. His wingspan's like the same too. He's, he's I think he eats like six thousand calories a day or something. Insane. Yeah, training for that. Yeah. See, you know, because I saw that like the reports, like even like the first Olympics that he was in, and it was and he was winning everything. He's yeah. you know great, but um, it was like he eats like six to ten thousand calories training. I'm like, how? How? I guess you're in the pool all day. Obviously, he's burning it off. Yeah. Did you have to like eat? Eat more like that, you know, with all the training. Like swimming always, you always get out of the pool starving. 
And I was told, and I, and this could be untrue, so I'm not, <laughs> this is don't, this is not a science fact, but I had a coach tell me that swimming is one of the only sports that normally like when you're running or anything like high impact, you actually like your digestive system slows down. Mm-hmm. Swimming, it's so low impact and you're in the water that you keep digesting food. And so that's why you hop out of the pool and you're like starving. Yeah. I don't know if that was real science, but that always kind of stuck with me and it made sense. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're a teenager. It just adds extra hunger. Yeah, exactly. Extra hunger. So that's funny. But yeah, Michael Phelps. I also saw this report. So there's a guy. His name is Chris Humphreys and he played in the NBA and he was married to Kim Kardashian for a little bit. I was like, I know this name. (laughs) Yeah. And that's it's funny because, you know, to play in the NBA, you got to be one of the best athletes in the world. But he probably got more famous from marrying Kim Kardashian oh, for, for like sure. the summer. Oh, for sure. I know his name. Yeah. <laughs> Besides, you know, but for a while, him and Michael Phelps, like they're the same age. So like in like nine or ten or under ten, he was ranked like one above Michael Phelps. But I mean, he grew up to be like six nine, six ten. you know, obviously an athlete. But he was ranked above. I, I just saw like screenshots of, of that stuff in like one of the races. Or something like that. But that'd be, it's pretty interesting. That's crazy. But they rank these kids starting. They still do that, right? Yeah, I'm sure. That's insane. So much pressure. (laughs) Yeah. Did you ever feel like you could, like, burn out? Or, like, when did you start? Because I feel like if you start too young in anything, sometimes if it takes over too much, you almost, like, burn out on it. Yeah, there was some times, too, especially in the winter. The last thing you wanted to do, even at an indoor pool, was to, like, put your suit on and go swim. And But, I don't know, it was always exciting. And now, I think where I'm at in life with swimming too, to go do these open water races. That was exciting. Um, you know, the pool just kind of gets boring. And so it kind of like sparked a new light. Now I'm like, what's the next race we're going to do? Like it was so much fun. Yeah. I I loved it. So you are the, the aquatics manager, but do you ever get the itch to go and be like, guys, I'm going to hang up my manager shirt and my tag and I'm going to go back and do beach patrol. Like, Oh, every once in a while when I like drive down the beach, I miss it. It's something like, I, I met my best friends there. They're still the other two managers that work for me. They also worked to be patrol. That's how I met them. Um, it's literally like lifeguards for life. Like that's almost all of my friends work to be patrol. So it sticks with you. Yeah. But I realize I know how hard they work too. So it's really nice on Monday Memorial Day. I get to be off and enjoy it and not sit in that lifeguard tower. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Because that's going to be, it's going to be a busy time I yeah. guess, in Galveston. So we were talking a little bit about food. You know, Michael Phelps eating 6,000 calories, whatever he eats. I know there's a ton of great food in Galveston, and I was looking for a way to tie this in. Whenever you are there, obviously working there and probably there pretty often, what kind of places do you do you eat at? You know, is there any, like, local places that maybe uh, you could share that I need to go check out? Oh, my goodness. So I know you've had her on here before, but I one of my friends is Concetta Maceo, mm. and shout out to Maceo Spice. They're amazing. Like... That's one of my favorite restaurants on the island. I might be a little biased. What do you get? Um, the shrimp salad. I okay, love I need to the try shrimp that. salad. Yes, it's so good. And whatever Ronnie tells me to eat that day. Yeah. <laughs> you just go with it. You go with the whole experience. <laughs> I've had the the shrimp po' boy. I'm pretty sure I've had that. I went there. <laughs> it's a funny story. But um, I've tried I've tried a lot of stuff there, and it's so good. I saw there were recently featured um, Galveston Tourism is doing like a new video like a, feature. Yeah, I saw that. Like eats or bites or like yeah. Galveston, something like that. So that's fun. But Galveston, like the tourism, well, their page has like three hundred thousand people that that watch it, and I'm sure they're just like on a the blue water watch. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but it was really cool to see Maceo's and uh, Kinsetta featured on there. 
So, have you ever tried um, another little hidden gem, Soul to Soul Cafe? Oh yes, amazing. Yes, amazing. The first time I tried Maceo's and I tried Soul to Soul Cafe was in the same day. Oh, <gasps> and then I went to Benno's. Like I'm not like this was the funny story. Went to Benno's and then we went to what's the dessert place? Um, there's a dessert place that it was right across the street from another cafe, and the cafe I think just closed or changed. Like nothing but desserts, like La Kings, like not yeah no it's yeah nothing but desserts, but yeah it was. It was uh, not the Kings. but So here's what happened. This was like last, maybe February or March 2018. We had never done anything with food before. And someone helped us set up a, a trip where we were going to go to, we went to, first we went to Soul to Soul Cafe. And then we did like a little video. And then we went to Maceo's. Spice. Yeah, I remember seeing this. We did a little video. And then we went to Benno's and did a video. And then like at Benno's, I was like, Oh my god! I can't eat anything else. And then we went and had dessert, uh, and I can't remember the name um, of the place, but it was delicious cake. And I was like, okay, I'll have a bite for the video, <laughs> like for the video. And so I like Soul to Soul Cafe is delicious. And so she brought out like six different items. Oh, she will fill you up. Yeah, <laughs> and we, you know, we're trying to get it on video, and so it's that. And then we went to Maceo's, and Maceo brought out like. Every concetta was like, here's the po' boy, here's the muffle, you know. The, Have a meatball. The meat- you got to try the cannoli. And we did. And I was like, hey, this is the best day ever. And then we got to Benno's and I was like, I'm so full, I can't eat anything else. And they're like, here's the gumbo. Here's some crawfish. It was crawfish season crawfish. Here's, you know, everything. else. Here's another. Here's a po' boy as well. <laughs> and there was a time where I had to go find an alley. <laughs> I'm not going to say too much. But uh hazards of the job. <laughs> and after that, I was like, never again. Like all of them were so good. We can't have a food tour like that. That's no intense. more food tours. And if I do, it's like one bite. You went on a food marathon tour. That's exactly what happened. A true athlete. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had dessert. And then driving home, oh man, it was it was nuts. I didn't eat. Obviously, I didn't eat for the rest of the day. And I don't think I ate the next day. No joke. I don't think I ate the next day. Man, that was tough. That was one of the hardest days of, of this job. <laughs> but if that's the worst life, I have to deal with, life work. is good. Yeah, <laughs> life is good. And then since then, I was, I realized like, well, one a day, maybe two, and I, you can't eat all the food. Yeah, no, you can't. It's like little bites. <laughs> or like just pick it up and like for the camera, and it's like, oh, this is so good, and I'm saving it for later. Or like <laughs> I'm gonna share it with my wife because it's so good. You know, man. So we're gonna go back on the FM. Uh, we have about about 10 minutes left or so, and we can remind everybody about the weekend and Monday and talk about whatever else. Great. So Was summer good for you? Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. The summers are, it's hot, so they're, they're long, but we've had a great summer. No, this year went by quick. You know, it's weird. When it's, you're in it, you feel like, yes. oh, it's, it's just forever, dragging. And then it's already like, man, it's going to be September. Me and Ethan were talking about that. Yeah, the days are long, but the years are short. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. So we can go back on right now. Here we go. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. It is 944, and I'm talking to Erica, and we're talking about water safety, not water conservation, although that is important. Do you know anything about water conservation, just other than what you were told as a kid? I just know when they say it's a drought, don't you run those sprinklers? <laughs> don't like, run the sprinklers. Turn those sprinklers <laughs> off. Don't go out there watering your grass. <laughs> oh, man. K- 
can you introduce yourself, the role that you play, you know, at the Aquatic Center for the city of Galveston? Yeah, I'm Erica Peace, and I'm the Aquatics Manager for the city of Galveston, and that's under our Parks and Recs Department, and I'm over the Alaska Community Pool. Mm-hmm. It's right located on 43rd Street, right by Ball High. Some people think it is part of Ball High, but it is the city pool. Are there a lot of parks in Galveston as well? Yeah, there are a lot of parks. Yeah. Yeah. What about other pools? No, we only have one pool. So you are the person I am the overseeing person. <laughs> it, the puppet master, making it happen making here in Galveston. Making it happen. How can you go and attend? Like, do you have to be a member? Is there a fee or is it free at a certain time? How's there is a fee, uh, but we are open to residents and non-residents. So you just bring your ID uh, to show that we get you in our system and you can pay a daily fee or you can buy um, a pass for the year. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, how many people work there at that that center? Uh, we have three full-time people, um, and of course, it's, we're, it's a, you know, a seasonal operation. Um, at the highest point, I think we had 55 total employees because um, we have that's, lots of lifeguards. Lot. Yeah. 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 When we're fully open, there's about eight lifeguards that work um, during the day and like a separate two in the morning. It's so about 10 throughout the day, um, and they're young, so you have to hire a lot of them because they have stuff going on in the summer, so lots of lifeguards. They're swimming summer league. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, are a lot of, of them are a lot of them on the island, or some of them driving from from other places. Most of them are on the island, but we have had some from Texas City and from Dickinson as well. Mm-hmm. Wow! So if if somebody, you know, maybe has a kid and they think they'd be a good lifeguard, or maybe they should get into swimming, is that something you would recommend? Yes, 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 and come work for me. What are some good signs? <laughs> like you could tell, like, hey, they would be a good swimmer, or. Is there something like, I don't know, I, I hate to say stereotypes, but it's stereotypical like, oh, if they like to do this, 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 you know, they're cut out from, from the same cloth. I would say they have to enjoy the water. Uh, they don't have to be like, you know, a Michael Phelps swimmer, but you, you, do, need to, you, you do need to be able to <laughs> swim as a lifeguard. Um, but I think one of the biggest um, kind of keys for lifeguard, be able to work independently mm-hmm. um, and have that uh, maturity level, you know, because like we discussed earlier, it's. It's a lot of pressure for a 15, 16-year-old. So if you think your kid's like kind of independent and takes direction well and then can be authoritative and a really, you know, and still be polite at the same time, they're perfect. Yeah. Does any drama ever go down there? Like with the... <laughs> with our lifeguards? <laughs> Not with the, the drama. <laughs> like, because I'm, I'm just thinking about that. You know, me being a 15-year-old lifeguard and being like, sir, sit down, stop running. Your kids are doing that. I mean, sometimes things have oh, to yeah. come up, it, right? It happens, especially when you throw in heat. <laughs> oh, You know, man. that summer heat, that really gets people going. So, yes, it does happen. Wow. But most of it, once the time with people, if you explain the why behind why you're telling them anything or asking them to do anything, they get it. I would just say talk to my manager. I would point over like, she's in there. Like, Erica, that's can you always, please talk to them? That's always the great when the door opens and it's like, they're asking for the manager. Like, <laughs> okay, let me put my smile on. What's what's the problem? Yeah. And then you just have to kind of reiterate what they're saying. Yeah. And, you know, most of, you know, once you explain the rule, Here's why. they get it. And most yeah. of our rules are set by like health codes and it's the law. It's it's not my personal opinion. It's yeah. to keep people safe, and here's why. Yeah. Can you bring food and drinks there? Uh, we don't. We do have a concession stand, so we just, with like snacks. Yeah. Not like cheeseburger or anything. We do have cheeseburgers. Yeah. Okay. Now we're talking. Yeah, and our pool's set up that you can come and go. You get a wristband. You can come and go all day. So you can leave for lunch, cool. come back. Yeah. So the Texas City Library, they're doing a renovation, so they're shut down till like November or December. But one of the things they're doing is putting in like a snack machine and I'm trying to get them to put in a concession stand. Yeah. So I'm working with that because like the library is cool. You know, they offer a lot of great stuff, 
But how much more popular would it be if they had like steak night, <laughs> like at the library, or like hamburgers? If you could get the nachos? VFW to combine yeah. with a library, <laughs> it would be perfect. <laughs> Man, yeah, like a soda fountain or like one of those. I can't remember what it is. Where like I want a uh, a grape sprite, you know, and then yeah, give me the nachos and a corn dog, and then you're over there like studying or. I mean, the library would be a place to be. So a library that's kind of set up like a ballpark. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Nachos. And then every once and again, a librarian just like throws a ball. And if you go get it, you get a snow cone. <laughs> Turn into the concession stand. <laughs> I'm sure the, the nachos and the uh, snow cones would be great around the books. <laughs> well, you know, you'd keep it keep it marked off a little bit. Like, hey, if you're going to be getting the free snow cones, you can't bring it over here to the periodical, you know, section. You can, you know, the computers, you can stay over here. There's... I mean, we're brainstorming. It's still an idea. Yeah, so it's no a bad pitch. ideas while brainstorming. They haven't said no. Hey. Well, they kind of did, but it wasn't verbally. It was through text. It was somebody else, <laughs> the director. But I was talking to one librarian, and she was open. She's like, "Yeah, that's a good idea. Bring well, it there up. you I was, go. I agree. Revenue stream. Yes, just trying to help <laughs> cut down the cost. Um, you know, with with your your location being provided by, I guess, the city, a lot of that funding would come from. The city, and then I'm sure it's like a smaller fee. Is that how that works? Yes, that's exactly how it works. Cool. What do you see happening in the next two years? Are there any plans to to add another location, a, a pool, or add on to your spot? Uh, right now, no. Um, pools are very costly. It's like owning a boat. There's always something going on with it. Um, internally, our next big plan is to introduce a swim team. We hmm. we don't have a summer league, uh, so we want to we want to introduce that to the city. And so that's that's a lot of work. Like we talked about, parent support, and yeah. it takes it takes a village. Um, we would love one day that, you know, to add on to our pool eventually. Uh, that would be great. Why are pools so expensive? There's just It's a lot of upkeep. Uh, the chemicals. Um, and, you know, our pool has an extra element that we're so close to the salt water. So equipment, mm. our equipment already looks like it's four years old, you know, and it's only two years old. Um, that salt water is really hard on everything. Just the other day, one of the guards walked in with the basketball hoop off the backboard and i was like what happened and it just rusted off oh wow I'm like, oh, i thought okay. it was gonna be like a kid like acting like he was like Dunking. michael jordan or Shaq, like you know breaking the rim oh, i did it that probably what his what did it in it was but... probably him the lifeguard he was like oh man oh, just dunking it was ru- it was just rusted and fell by itself it just fell. i didn't touch it at all <laughs> right you know speaking of, of uh, expensive pools there was about a weekend where i was looking into a pool i was like man it'd be awesome yeah i want a pool and then like i, I stopped into the first place and then I decided, no, I don't want a pool. <laughs> I don't want a this pool is that a bad. Commitment. Man, my parents have a pool, and whenever we bought that house, I was like ten, you know, and we moved to to Lamarck, and it had a pool in there, so it was kind of like a, a joint deal. So that worked out. But I'm sure the upkeep. And my dad, he's like meticulous with keeping up his stuff, like most dads are. Out there, he's probably out there scrubbing right now. <laughs> you know, like sweeping. That's the, pool. the best way to keep your pool in shape. Brushing is the most important maintenance thing to do to your pool. And then there's the, one. the vacuum, which I which Put I love. Put that thing in every day. <laughs> Just working overtime. Yep. It's like a little robot. That's why I always like every morning, I'm like, good morning, little Johnny. He does all the hard work for us. <laughs> keep working hard, chugging along. Keep you going, know. keep going. <laughs> yeah, my dad, he had to replace the, the vacuum after like 15 years, you know, you know, several years ago. He's taking and, really good care of it. <laughs> yeah, no, he was. It was like it lasted that long. And then now there's like a new one in there. Just I think my dad's been through 15 in a year. <laughs> he's an engineer so they're never good enough oh <laughs> i tried this one they, they said it'll pretty much like do everything in the pool for me <laughs> so y'all y'all had a pool and your dad was an engineer oh i can only imagine how awesome that was <laughs> i'm glad i wasn't there <laughs> 
And then I married an engineer too. <laughs> oh, that's that's great. So there was a there was a time in my life where I was a technician for AT and T. So going into a lot of people's houses. You know, and you're respectful of the home, but you can always tell whenever someone was an engineer, like walking in, like, how you doing? And they're just like, no, what are you doing? And I'm just like saying they, they have to know how it works um, and, and why. The why. And, and like, I don't even know why. Like, <laughs> literally somebody trained me. I'm doing this. This These wires are going here and this is how it works and it's going to be perfect. And uh, they, they want to know why. But you could t- just tell. But it was, it's good to know that stuff. Yeah. I remember when I like moved out of the house. My dad handed me a spreadsheet. He's like, here's the breakdown of cost of living with all the columns of everything. And you'll that's have awesome. $2 at the end of the month. That's if you, and that's if you find an apartment that costs this much. I was like, oh, thank you. Well, that's so helpful. And it could probably at times be a little much. <laughs> yeah. But it's great knowledge. They mean the he best. Knows, in the end, I hate to admit it, you know, most time they know what they're talking he about. He was right. Yeah. Like every time. Yeah. And that would be annoying in itself. Like, Very. why are you always right? Just be wrong once. Yeah. Same with my husband, too. Crunch Sorry, the numbers. <laughs> but that's that's pretty cool, though. You know, obviously, you uh, you know, it wasn't too too much with the too much engineering. No. <laughs> and they're kind of very different. He works for NASA and does the kind of aerospace engineering. Your, hus- your husband does? Or my dad. Your dad. Okay. Yeah. And what kind of engineering does your, does your husband do? He's more um, like um, electrical construction engineering, that type of thing. Yeah. You know, going back... If I could tell myself anything, like as a kid, I would be like, do engineering anything. I don't know if I could have, if I had the personality. It is. Giant. And I've talked to people, like especially in our area, if you pursue engineering, that's a great, it's a great way. Kids, listen, Ethan, I know you want to be a history college professor, but consider engineering. Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Okay, right now it's 9.54. This is KHEARadio.com, 99.5. FM, if you're watching on Facebook, feel free to share this out. Let me know if you have any questions. We're talking to Erica. Erica, is there anything else you'd like to share? Maybe remind people one more time all the stuff they should know about water safety, which that's a very vague, very vague it's thing. Huge. But just yeah. Um, like I said, I just really, really encourage people uh, to be put the distractions away and really be uh, there with your kids. Supervise those little ones. And even as adults, don't swim alone. Um, put those life jackets on. Um, There's just recently up north, uh, like a daughter and a dad that went out on a boat and they think that he got off the boat to like maybe go to the bathroom or take a quick swim and maybe the boat drifted away and he couldn't get back. And the little girl was found. Thank goodness she was fine on the boat the next day. But if he had a life jacket on, that would have changed a lot. Um, So yeah, supervise those kids and try to swim near a lifeguard whenever you can. Yeah, that's tough. You know, I talked to my dad and he's uh he loves fishing, you know, since I remember. And being a kid, you know, we always wore life jackets on the boat. But for him, like he would, you know, because he's out on the water and maybe it gets in the way. And But I think that's whenever you are too comfortable in a situation, that's whenever things can happen. And so, oh, I totally get it. Just when we did the swim race, when you weren't swimming, you were in a kayak and they required us to wear life jackets. I threw a fit. Yeah. This was two weeks ago. Like, it's so hot. I can't paddle right. But last summer, my now husband and I went out, and I broke every water safety rule. I literally threw one life jacket in the kayak, didn't tell anyone we were going out, and a storm came in. Mm. And we ended up flipping the uh, kayak in Clear Lake, and I'm surprised the oh, Coast Guard goodness. didn't get called. And we had to swim the boat back to shore. <laughs> and, and you're fortunate you're a great, yeah, strong swimmer. But I knew better than doing that. All of it. Every little step that I did was wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's always hard to do what you're supposed to do. That's tough. Yeah, especially when I, it's just not cool. I, I need. I don't need this life jacket. Yeah. But you need it. We all need it. 
Erica, can you come back next week and, and do a, a water conservation My spot? research on, on water <laughs> conservation. It's like, here's what I found. Actually, get your dad. Get your I'll dad. I'll put him on that. Yeah. And then we'll bring him in. That'd be fun. Well, thank you for hanging out. Thanks for having me. I think we're going to talk about Coops next. Do you know them? I saw I some do. waving. I do. They're my friends. Tara and PJ are amazing and their food's incredible. I'm excited I to learn them. about it. They're so they're like the sweetest couple ever. Stay tuned. This is KHEA Radio, 99.5 FM. Thank you Thank for hanging you. out. This is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. It's it's fun. It's easy. Yeah. Easy enough. That was fun. Well, thank you for having me. Y'all have a good day. You too. Yeah, hit me up if there's ever anything you want to share or y'all have a program or anything going on that I can help get the word out about with the with the you know the parks department, you know, anything. All right. Thank you. All right, guys. Now we're gonna switch it up. We're gonna be talking to Coops. And I believe I'm saying that right, but it's a food truck. It's a brand new food truck that is uh, right here in Galveston. It's stationed in, in the Galveston area. Maybe they'll venture off the island, but we're going to be finding all of that out. And to be honest with you, I just found out about Coops like two days ago. And then I went ahead and I gave him a call. I was like, I need to, I need to bring you all in because y'all were highly recommended by Chef Mary Bass. And I know Mary... Whenever it comes to food, whenever it comes to most things, Mary is a very, very valuable source of information, and I appreciate uh, her recommendation and suggestion. So uh, shout out to Erica, who we just learned about water safety. With it being a holiday weekend, you know, most people are going to be off of work on Monday. Galveston's going to be busy, not just Galveston, but, you know, backyard pools. You know, I grew up and my parents had a pool. By the time I uh, by the time we moved in that house, I was about 10 years old. And so I was not, I was not, you know, super young. And, and we grew up doing swim lessons at our, our public city pool. And, and just, uh, you know, my, my parents were very, uh, thought that was important. And then it was great. You know, we, we moved into a house and I was able to swim and I'm, I'm not necessarily like a daredevil. I always had friends who wanted to jump off the roof of like the garage into my, my parents' pool. But like, that's not me. That wasn't like my, my first idea. Like, you know what I should do? I should jump off my parents' like house into the pool. Nah. So I was always like, kind of like the safer person, but I, you know, and I, and I did enjoy swimming so much though, that when we moved in the house, whenever everybody was moving in like boxes and furniture, I was like, I'm going to go swimming. And I kind of did it so I wouldn't have to help. <laughs> and I kind of did it just because I was really excited that we had a pool. So that was a good time. Yeah. So let me know. If you are watching on Facebook, I want to hear from you. I want to see your comments and know what do you have going on this weekend. It's a little bit of a longer weekend. It is what I'd say is a holiday weekend. And uh, Monday, uh, a lot of people are going to be off work. Maybe there's going to be some barbecuing. Maybe you're going to have some people over, some water sports. Go down to Galveston. I hear that the water may be blue. It may be green. We're, we'll see. We're going to learn all about that. So if you have any plans, I want to hear. And then maybe if you have some plans for food, I definitely want to hear that. And we're going to be talking about Coops, which is a food truck. And maybe we'll see where they're going to be at this weekend. So that way you can try some of this delicious food. So here we go. We got our guests coming in. How y'all doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for coming in, especially on such short notice. So Mary <laughs> put out a, a call for me a couple days ago. And I, I love Mary Bass. First of all, can you introduce yourselves? Yes, I'm PJ Head. It's my wife, Tara. Hi. PJ Hi. Tara. I'm going to write that down so I don't forget. Tara, right? Tara, yes. Okay, sweet. And it's Coops. It's 
with the K though. Yes. yes. K O O P apostrophe S. Coops. Whenever I whenever I hear that, it makes me think of like I think of a chicken coop. That's why we did it. Well, that's oh. one of the reasons why we did it. Okay, so that's words. that'd be accurate. Okay, cool. So is there a lot of stuff that has to do with like chicken or like eggs? No, well, no. Really. We 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 are one of our dishes is a is a smoked chicken with a waffle. So it's it was a coop. So we did a lot of chicken stuff, but it's mainly mainly straight barbecue. Ooh, okay, awesome. You know, where are y'all from originally? This area. Y'all Galveston. are from this area from from the Galveston. I was born in Galveston, not really raised in Galveston, but Galveston's always been kind of a second home. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people life. feel that, you know, feel that way. And Galveston, Galveston is such a welcoming place, I feel like, to people that it's not like they're like, well, Galveston you're not really great. Everybody here. wants to live on the beach. Yeah. He has a lot of roots in Galveston. He has more roots in Galveston than I do. I kind of just attached myself to Galveston, but he has a lot of family. He's more from Galveston than I am. Okay. What is it about Galveston that I guess obviously being from it and being born there and from this area that kind of draws you to the that salt air? The salt air. Yeah, once you hit that causeway after you've been gone for a while, you roll your windows down, smell that air, and you're home. I know exactly what what you're talking about. As soon as you hit that bridge, it's just everything changes. Yeah, it's, it's Galveston's pretty amazing. That's why it's dangerous to come and visit because if you stay a little too long, you don't leave. <laughs> so, I agree with that. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and go on the FM on the FM right now, and I'll get y'all introduced, and then we'll learn about everything that you guys got going on. Great. Exactly. Do you have any questions for me before we do that? No. No. Uh, <laughs> One thing you could do, uh, your your mic sounds good. If you can move your mic a little bit closer and up, and you're gonna want to talk about as close as, as he is, and then we'll get that'll be strong. Let me hear you. Hello. That's perfect. Okay, great. Okay, here we go. <laughs> What's up, Anthony? Good morning to you. Shout out to Anthony Macaluso. Realty Solutions, and also Rockin' Rivers Bounce House and Party Supplies. I like, okay, I like whenever I say party, I want to go to a party, and if it doesn't have a bounce house, I may leave. If Coop's food truck isn't there and there's not like a water slide bounce house, it's not it's not a party for me. We've had them before in the parking lot. See, this is what I'm talking about. Now that's a party. Thank you, Anthony, for everything you do. Here we go. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio, 99.5 FM. It's 10 Oh, two. It's Friday. Thank goodness. We made it. We did it. We got through the week. I have two guests in studio. They are the owners of Coop's Food Truck. I have Tara and then I have PJ here hanging out and we're going to be learning about Coop's. So can you share with me what is Coop's? Coop's is a barbecue food truck. Why barbecue? I just we, I started doing competitions about 10, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And for some odd reason, on my very first one, I won a first place trophy, and I got the bug. Oh, man. And then six years later, when I took her to her first, she won a trophy on her first try. I won first place also (laughs) on my first one. And from then on, it's been all about how we can make a a good meal off a barbecue pit. Yeah. And that's what we like to do. So- so is that whenever you got like you entered that competition? But obviously, I guess you had been smoking meat and barbecuing for some time before. Like, how did that passion start? Yeah, we've well, always been a backyard griller, and uh, a family member they have a really big um, barbecue uh, cook-off team. Yeah, and uh, he asked me to come and join after I got done with uh, school, uh, culinary school, and I went there the first time, and I got really lucky, and it just just so happened like like I said, first time, and I couldn't stop after that. Are those competitions? I mean, obviously they're skill, but I feel like there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of years of experience there. Does oh, it take a little bit of luck? 
it's a bunch. Sometimes everything you're going, takes a little bit of luck. Yeah, <laughs> you go, you're going through some like sometimes like ninety teams, and that's a whole lot of different entries. And you're just one out of ninety. And if you get a first place trophy out of that, it's. We also really like to eat, so <laughs> yeah. I think it's I think it's very helpful because we know a lot about food because we've literally eaten everything. I yeah. Mean, it's a lot easier to cook when you know what things taste like. For sure. And so we're not afraid to try things and put them together and see what they taste like together. So yeah. we, we have a lot of fun with it. Do y'all, you know, doing that, do y'all try things that maybe other people wouldn't traditionally try being a barbecue uh, spy in a food uh, truck? Absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely. We have a, we do a shepherd's pie, which is traditionally lamb, as we call it, a Texas brisket shepherd's pie. So we try to come up with new ideas. Because we have so much leftover brisket sometimes, and it just gets really old well, me, eating brisket sandwiches over and over Let me again. stop you right right there. Whenever you have all that leftover brisket- I'll bring you some. All you got to do, you got to stop into <laughs> me, and I promise you, me and Ethan, intern Ethan, we will knock it out. I'd love to try that. But um, shepherd's pie, can you can you walk me through what is shepherd's pie? I've heard it before. I think I maybe have had it before, but it's not something I think of when I think of barbecue, Texas barbecue. What it's, is shepherd's it's pie? It's not. It's not. Well, shepherd's pie, basically, it's normally made with lamb. We kind of reduce it down. We make it, we put our own little spin on it. We almost make it like a, what am I looking for? Not osabuco, but the, the red wine reduction yep, dish. Red wine reduction. It's got some peas and some carrots and onions and red wine. And we put some extra special seasonings and some gravy. We top it with mashed potatoes. Oh, the mashed potatoes. Oh, and the cheddar cheese. Are the best top. You get it all baked together, and it's all a one dish. Yeah, shepherd's pie, is that like a, a, a dish from like the UK or something? It is. It's from overseas. It's, uh, it's European. I believe it's uh, Irish. Okay, gotcha. So I went to, I had the opportunity to go to Scotland Scottish, whenever I was a teenager. Scottish. And I think there was stuff like that. But one of the things I remember was they had like haggis. No, not doing it. Not doing it. I had to I'm try. Not put, I had I'm not to eating try. anything out of his stomach. I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure how we could put brisket and make it out of two stuff hours. it with stuff. <laughs> yeah. We do different twists. Is what we like to do. We like we um we do a instead of a loaded baked potato, we do a loaded sweet potato, um which changes everything. That is different. The, the sweetness of the of that potato with the brisket and the savory stuff that we put on top of it, it just it mixes so well with it. It's it's pretty. It's different and it's good. And, and it is someone, a great dish. One, yeah. of our, one of our bestsellers. PJ, you mentioned that you went to culinary school. I did. Where did you go to school? And the what? Note down the road on 40, uh, 45 and six ten here in Houston. So, so growing up, did you always, I guess, have that passion to cook? I cooked with my mother and all the holidays, uh, on the weekends, and so I always, I always liked being in the kitchen with her. Yeah, starting at a very young age. Like yeah. how old were you? Oh, since she let me hold a knife. Yeah. Yeah, and. It, we always had the huge family gatherings, uh, great grandparents, grandparents, and holidays. And so every time we were over there, I'd always want to help. And so that's what I did. And it was just a an easy, easy move to go to culinary school. Yeah. So around what age did you realize I'm going to go to culinary school? This is what I'm going to do. I'm good at it. I want to do this. Twenty nine. About twenty. I went. I went when I was thirty, I believe. He likes to really jump on things. <laughs> Yeah, no, don't want to rush into anything. Yeah. No, it was some reasons why I went or, or it just came to, came later in life. Yeah, it just I was I was doing other things and I just I was sitting there and I saw the this place here in Houston, looked him up, went and visited him. It was a great place, and so I decided to to jump in and go. Yeah. So so how long? So whenever you finished culinary school, you finished. Obviously, you started you know smoking meat, barbecuing, mm -hmm. got on the team, and then did you did you go work places or were you trying to open your own spot immediately? I, 
I did go in workplaces. <laughs> uh, this is fun. I, <laughs> I, I'm not very good with getting direction told to me sure. and how things happen. So working in someone else's kitchen didn't work out well for me. Uh, so um, I always wanted a place. And then uh, when we got married, we opened up a business together. And she was able to put everything together for us to to jump on and be able to get a food truck go up and going. It's all her. Is why we got it done. I have worked for other people. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the restaurant business for a long time, so... I absorbed a lot of the knowledge and cool. is that it, to put is, it out there. Is it easier for you to take direction? I really enjoy <laughs> From someone else's kitchen? He's like, no. I like, I like being the boss. I don't like taking direction. So yeah. It's very easy for me to kind of delegate and say, yeah, hey, you, you have know, two you eight do this, personalities you do this. in a, in a, in a eight by 16 <laughs> kitchen. It's not very fun sometimes, but the food tastes good all the time. Yeah. So, so Tara, you kind of worked in that restaurant industry and kind of, you know, see how it works. And yes. did you have that that passion growing up for food as well, or is that something just like, hey, I'm good at this? I'm not sure if I really had any passions growing up, but I did start cooking at a very young age because I really enjoy food, and it was something for me to do that was a way to stay out of trouble sure. and also make delicious things for all of my friends and family to eat. I would have a lot of gatherings, and I would always focus everything around food. I always loved to cook. So it just, it really just made a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, speaking of Chef Mary Bass, who that's how I, I found you guys, which I'm glad she was she able to be great. Yeah, she's a nice, nice And lady. she'll share how, you know, food and times of, of happiness, sadness, get-togethers, people in the bond. Kitchen. People bond over Absolutely. it. You know, Absolutely. cooking it, eating it, everything is, is around food. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. You know, can, can we walk through some of the, the, the other menu items? You said a, a loaded sweet. Potato, sweet potato. Which yep. I've never heard of before. Yeah, well, what we do, instead of a regular baked potato, we use a sweet potato, obviously, and we top it with our uh, chopped beef. And then we do a four-cheese queso. It comes with pico, uh, tomatillo salsa, barbecue sauce, and sour cream. Mm. And brisket. That's what we're chopped beef. <laughs> with that chopped oh, beef. Yeah. <laughs> and that sounds, so, that yep. sounds good. Really and we good. do a, uh, a nacho, uh, same way. We just use different... Uh, we use, instead of... Uh, we like to call it like a Texas nacho. We use potato chips instead of normal chips. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we they use kettle chips and, and then a loaded mac and cheese. What is it about potato chips that makes it pair perfectly? Because even like, you know, if you order something, salt. it's the salt. Yeah. The saltiness of it brings We it. actually use a different kind of chip. We use a Cuban chip, so it's got kind of a pickle flavor, so yeah. it makes it even like a little Even bit of a saltier. bite. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it's really good. It's different. So y'all use a, a potato chip, a pickle? A kettle chip. A kettle chip, okay. And then you, uh, I mean, you make nachos. What else goes on there? Like the traditional nacho, like barbecue nacho toppings? Oh. <laughs> it's then we game. put pinto beans. We make everything from scratch. Everything is made fresh daily. And we're just really proud of it. It's it's a pretty good product. That's the, awesome. The other thing that we like to make a lot is the uh, brisket elote. Which really? It's a, a corner in a cup. Yeah. That's and we make a items. we make a uh, spicy aioli, and then we top it with uh, brisket, pico, flaming Hot Cheetos, and Parmesan cheese. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's, the first it's, time we took a bite of that, we were like, wow, we might be onto something here. Yeah. It was, it was brisket Elote Americana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ethan, I, I know you don't one. have a mic. Have you ever had Elote? You know what it is? Like roasted corn, and then you put it in a cup? No. No? Okay. Man, well, I, lo- I love it as <laughs> no. is. Obviously, you know, like, it's really good. There was a time in my life where I was like hunting down fiestas, like the grocery store, just trying to find the elote man. <laughs> like, 
Uh, just paint, paint me, paint me a corn, Mister. I like that. Absolutely. I never yeah. understood it. The mayonnaise, I couldn't. I never really. Some people use sour cream. Some people use mayonnaise. Yeah. We chose mayonnaise. We think that it's thicker. And it's well, yeah. A and lot then, of people hear mayonnaise and corn, and they don't like it. But it's very, very. Thick. I've tried it both ways. It's good. And then they have like, like a like a Mexican like sour cream or a Mexican mayonnaise. There's and then there's like different kinds. I've had it, and it's good every way. You know, it's that that's, same consistency. That's why I too. say spicy aioli, so no one hears me say Man. mayonnaise. And so it's just. When people try it, they really love it. But when we describe it out the window of the food truck and we say it's corn and then we put a spicy mayonnaise, as soon as you say the word mayonnaise, <laughs> people are like, oh, no, 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 I don't want Corn that. and so, mayonnaise? No, trust me. I see aioli and it sounds fancy and people want to eat it. You know, w- whenever it comes to stuff like that, like lime goes good on on everything. We put a lot of lime in our, in our pico. <sighs> yeah, just, just lime it up. Mm-hmm. We actually had some people give us a whole bag of limes the other day and I got so excited they probably thought I was a crazy person. Yeah. Just a huge <laughs> bag of limes, and I was so happy about it. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> we do use a lot of limes. What else do y'all have? How many menu items are there? Is there quite a bit? Or we switch it up every week. Um, we do our basic. Our basic menu is the you know brisket sandwich. We like to do chopped beef and also sliced brisket. The sliced brisket sandwich we put coleslaw on, which he makes a whole homemade coleslaw. Also, we don't do anything packaged. Sometimes we buy packaged cabbage, but for the most part, everything sure. is done fresh. And I'm not a fan of coleslaw, but he makes a great coleslaw. So the sliced brisket sandwich has coleslaw. The chopped brisket is pickles and onions. So those are like our staples. We have those all the time. We always have beans and coleslaw as sides. But every green beans. Yeah, we, every couple of days ribs. we try to mix mm. it up. Oh, the ribs. Oh we yeah. Chicken. We we'll smoke chicken. <laughs> it just we, we plan a week and uh, we just we want to do something a little bit different every time. Doing the same thing over and over and over again is very difficult to to keep on it's talking. Not, I don't think have, that that's difficult. Yeah, I think it's easier to have. do the same thing every day. I think we switch it up and that makes it a little more challenging. Yeah. So when I go it's to a place, fun. even like a fast food place, I like to try stuff that is season, like the seasonal stuff. You know, obviously, you know, you got your go-to, like, man, like I know pumpkin this is spice. Good. Exactly. But it's like, okay, yeah, pumpkin spice, <laughs> spice, baby. It's seasonal. It's like, oh, yeah, let me try that. I haven't tried, you know, like, yeah, I'm a sucker for that, you know. Uh, at a, at a restaurant, at a food truck, on a menu, it's like the picture. I'm like, the picture looks amazing. Or I see somebody else, like you know, when you were describing how if y'all describe like, hey, it has mayonnaise in it, you know, people would. But if they saw somebody else eating it or smelled it, they'd be like, I want to eat that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what our power. main thing is. We love if it's really slow. If we go, we like to, we like to do events because we do like to travel to different spots. And if we don't have a lot of customers coming to the window. That's what we want. We want someone to come and get something great, not just a barbecue sandwich. They want us. They want. We want them to get like the macaroni and cheese, so when they walk off, other people see it. What is that? Yeah, exactly. And that always brings the business. You just need to get that one. That one person. Maybe even it's one of y'all just walking around, just being like, "Man, this is so. Look at the. (laughs) He's walking around drawing attention. I always tell him you should just take his shirt off and put a speedo on and just walk around (laughs) and just eat barbecue sandwiches. That's not gonna happen. Whatever it takes. You know, whatever it takes. So well. So you said y'all travel. Like, where do y'all go? Where have y'all set up in in this area or in Galveston where people could uh, find you guys? Uh, We do a few different spots. Um, uh, We feed uh, Jamaica Beach RV Park on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes we do Three Acre Food Truck Park. And then we just picked up the Oaks Bar. And the Oaks Bar on a a Friday night or on Saturday nights. And uh, we'll, we'll have our standalone location where we'll be parked on 50th and Broadway in Galveston. 
What's Sorry. that near? That's right in between Bronco Burrito and Napolera. Mm. Uh, so it's right on 50th and Broadway. And we'll be there starting, I believe it's September like 12th or 13th. Wow, that's a great location. Yes. We love saying next to Bronco Burrito because everyone knows where Bronco What's Burrito that? is. You yes. say Bronco Burrito, I was like, I know exactly yeah, where that is. Like I'm picturing, I'm seeing, we'll looking parked, at Bronco Burrito yeah, right now. We've the said, truck will be parked there. Yeah, uh, we've said 50th and Broadway probably 50 times. And where is people, that? Where is it? When we say next door to Bronco Burrito, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, right next to <laughs> That's perfect. It's Man. great. We're very, very excited. It's a great location. Do y'all enjoy Bronco Burrito? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> At least once a week. <laughs> you can eat barbecue For every day. For how many years? Yeah. You can yes. eat barbecue every day. <laughs> so, but no, we have we've done a uh, we've done some uh, car lots. We've mm-hmm. done uh, openings for businesses. We've done quite a few different uh, little events. Uh, a lot of places will come in. Uh, a lot of bars will come ask us to go and do a Saturday night or a Friday night to. Uh, to help bring them business, but at at one o'clock it brings us more business than we bring them, because people are ready to go home and they want something on the way. They need home. some meat. Yep, they're hungry. And so I mean, <laughs> brisket's hard to make. Brisket is, and he really does make a really great brisket. I used to think my dad's brisket was the best brisket, but I think that he might. Is there any secrets that you could share with us? At least like how long you smoke it, or like something oh, that, that varies on how that's the fire you just got to watch it you huh? gotta, yeah you have to trim it a certain way so it rolls over in the right way uh, the smoke rolls over the right way in the pit uh the best secret i could have is i read a book about it uh by aaron franklin and he's why i did this uh and that's franklin's he, he wants that to be his his best friend well he <laughs> looks like a cool guy so i've seen I'll see these videos pop up sponsored on my Facebook where it's like a master class. I took it. I you watched, did? I watched, anything. I, okay. I went to. Well, it looks an interesting. Event. I don't yeah. even smoke barbecue. And yeah. I, I just I like to watch to it. it. I went to an event two years ago called Southern Smoke in Houston, and I waited in line for like an hour and a half for just one slice of his barbecue. All right. And when I took a bite of it, it was just his brisket. I was like, oh my God, that's just salt and pepper. <laughs> but it was just salt and pepper. It was very simple, but it was very. It was the best slice of brisket I ever had. I'm like, wow. I can do this. And I went and bought his book like the next week. It's the third book I read from cover to cover. And a year later. He said third. <laughs> a year later, she she got us a food truck. And so wow. that's that's why I did it. I mean, it's it's just, it's hard to cook. It's a hard meat to cook. And if you can know how to do it right, it, it's it's really good to, really good to eat. Um, but fire is important. You know, if you're going to, you want to, you don't go too, too hot or too, uh, too fast. There's all different types of ways to smoke and just, you got to find what, what you like the best on how you want to do it. Yeah. Cause I'll hear some people, they like, well, it has to be 12 hours. It's not a brisker. It has to be, you know, mean. at least eight hours. And it, it makes sense. Cause no fire, no piece of wood, no, the same. I mean, even the conditions like outside the pits may be the same, but Sometimes it may be rainy, like the temperature. Outside. Sometimes all kinds it's of stuff different. Outside. It never fails when we have a large job and we have to cook eight plus briskets. It's going to pour down rain <laughs> every time, <laughs> and that just puts a a little bit of a, a hamper in things. But you just got to monitor, right? Yeah. Yep. And then adjust. It, yep, it's all about adjusting. That's what I'm saying. That's why I could, that's why smoking something is is difficult. I mean, because it is a a ten hour process, an eight hour process, a twelve hour process, and over the those hours things can go wrong fire can get flamed up too hot it'll burn your meat it'll go down low it won't it won't sear right or it won't do something right and so it's it's a little difficult sometimes but it's it's always fun you know i i'm a firm believer in kind of you know that experience you just shared if you find somebody 
who is an expert at something and they're willing to share that information, like if you see someone like that's what I, you know, that's what I'm doing, that's what I want to do, man, go learn all you can and get that that person's information poured into you and filter it through and see what works for you or or what doesn't. But yeah. that's really cool. And that that inspired you, just that that taste, that waiting taste. Bite. He talked about it for months. One bite. It was pretty. When he bought the book, and then he took the master class, and I, I just, I'm not used to him dedicating himself to something out there like yeah. that. So you could really tell it was something he was passionate about, and Man, he's great that's awesome. at it. Really great at it. And then a year later, Coops. Coops was alive. It's rolling, huh? <laughs> it's rolling somewhere. He <laughs> wanted a restaurant really, really badly, and I just said. There's, well, no, it's not. You know, and this is a great, not a great. Start off. In in that's, you know, moving in that direction, yeah. you could do. So, like our friends in Alvin, Smoking D's Barbecue Fusion, mm-hmm. yeah, they just announced that they're opening they're, up uh-huh. a restaurant as well. And so he's been doing that, you know, for a bit. And they have some. Uh, what I like, they have, well, the the Macdilla, yeah, you know, the, the Macdilla, yeah. They have some some things that are just a little bit, you know, different. You We're know, talking in that about fusion. things we talk about on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we want to try the Macdilla. Y'all, y'all need to try it. Yeah, I, we haven't had. I it know yet. y'all eat well, a lot of barbecue. Yeah, no, but try it. we're we're also when we're working, he's working. So it's not like when we're off, he's usually, he's sure. usually off. And so I uh, I saw him on TV uh, a while back and followed him, and I called him up as uh, before I was getting into it, and I asked him questions, and he was extremely helpful with us on on how to go about it, you know, what you have to do with the city, the county, things like that. And he, yeah. he was very, very helpful, man. Yeah. So, Dustin, we've we've asked him about this before, and I was going to bring this up. I know whenever you're in a space, there's a lot of competition. And this is actually from Don. He said, hey, Riondos wishes you guys much success on your, on your venture, you know, as well. So it's really cool to see how. Hi, Don. You know, even like the, the support like this. But I, I've talked to Dustin. I'm like, hey, is it competitive out there? He was like, you know, it can be. But for us, hey, I'm willing to pour. If someone asks me a question. I'm going to answer, you mm-hmm. know, like I'm going to help them as much as I can. Why that not? That is actually something that we also just recently talked about. We do the three acres food truck park and we've gotten to know so many different owners of food trucks and everyone is amazing. Yeah. Everyone is so great and so helpful. helpful. It's all, Cause it's all about booking events and doing things. And so it, it's our new little food truck family. And yeah. it's, it's very exciting. Everybody everyone is really great. Absolutely amazing. Well, like if even, you know, if somebody asked y'all for to a date and y'all already have a book and it's like, man, I know somebody, and why not? Because they're going to pass absolutely. it on absolutely. to you absolutely. as well. Oh, and they do. Absolutely, we do yes. that all the time. We, we have we have a few people that we talk to that if we can't get there, we recommend them and, yeah. and get them and get them there. Versa. And then some because it's so easy to get pulled into. Well, you know, y'all are doing similar things or the same thing or, or whatever, but it's not. You know, there's there's things that obviously you know your personality, the way you do it, mm-hmm. it's going to be different. Yep. But it's easy to get We're sucked into like <laughs> competition. But I love it whenever you see that teamwork, especially in the area, just working together to make the like the the food scene better. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's that's what we're about. That's what we've learned also when we did this. We didn't know, you know, we thought it was just us against everybody, but everybody right. that we've come across has just been some of the nicest people we ever met. I mean, and they they tell us where our, they told us our websites to go to to get catering jobs, uh, how to get signed up to get other events in the area, and it's just everybody that that we've met has just been been really really good people we've met a lot of husband and wife teams also and i really i really like gotta that. be tough yeah it ain't, <laughs> that, that's the next e- piece of advice is like that hey, is not easy we call need, him up i gotta ask some questions food truck yeah <laughs> one for him and one for <laughs> his and hers 
you say, hey, I need some advice. And they're like, oh, what do you need? Is it on the, you know, the app or the billing or this or the, you know, this? And it's like, no. How do I not murder my husband today? Yeah, the husband-wife team. How do y'all do it? You know, I think of a Roland Republic. They're a husband-wife team. But I think they literally started a second truck. They did. They, just, they, <laughs> they started a second truck. They, that's how good they're doing. Yeah, they're able to do that. Yes, we talk to them uh, through Facebook all the time. Yeah, they're they're good people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really great too. Yeah, that's some good food. I know they have the. Um, they're doing man. a Cuban this weekend, this Saturday. They're doing a Cuban sandwich. Is their first time out at Three Acres Food Truck. Oh, uh, food truck that's so, awesome. That sounds good. I just pointed to a picture of a Cuban sandwich yesterday and said, "I need that." Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna have to go there and eat that now. But we'll be busy because we're double booked Saturday. See, that's where the thing is. So we got other people that make great food, but unless we're parked next to them at at a different event, we don't get to try it because when we're when they're working, we're working, and that's just it's just there's no way to go get and try everybody's stuff. Yeah, man, we tried to though. I would, I would too. I would try to. Right now it's uh, ten twenty five. This is KHEA Radio. Dot com 99.5 FM. We're streaming live on Facebook. If you're watching on Facebook, feel free to share this video out. Let us know if you have any questions. Maybe you have tried Coops before. Maybe you haven't. Uh, they're going to be out at some places on Saturday. Is that the next opportunity to try tomorrow, right? Yeah. Actually, we have something tonight. Tonight, tonight we're going to be at Galveston Island Brewing on Stewart mm-hmm. in Galveston. Tomorrow, we're going to be at Jamaica Beach RV Resort during the day. And then in the evening, we're going to be at the Oaks Bar, also on Stewart, right? It's on Stewart, but it's way Closer west in the, the west end. And then did you say September 12th is when y'all are next to Broncos? When it, does that start? We'll That's be moved we're gonna be over. In our new location. We're, we're moving over in September, but up and going is probably, it's either, I can't remember on the calendar, it's the 12th September or the 13th. September the 12th is a Thursday. So, I so it'll believe- be that weekend will be our first weekend open. Yeah, but the best way to keep up to date on that is follow you guys on social media maybe? Definitely. Absolutely. We do Facebook and Instagram. We have a Twitter page, but I don't keep up with it too much because I'm not a movie star. But I know. Those are the only people that it's worth. Like if you're like the president or you're like Leonardo DiCaprio. Like those are the only two people. Like I mean, me and, Lo- me and Leo are best friends. <laughs> but yeah, been down we're on Facebook at Coops. Uh, also, she has us on Instagram. And uh, Facebook is always the best way to follow us. I post if we do have a different menu, I post our new menu and pictures of our food and our location. So obviously Facebook is cool. The way to go right now. So what's the final goal? I know you talked about maybe wanting a restaurant first. Is that the the main goal? That's maybe down, the final goal is to have a little bar on a beach, <laughs> you know, just just to retire. I, I, I don't know yet. We're I, you thinking know, it, somewhere it, out of the United States, somewhere yeah. small. Maybe Caribbean-ish. Everything's, it's a year ago, the goal was different. Now we're here. The goal was to, a truck. Do I want a restaurant? Do we want a restaurant? I don't know. That's a whole lot of work. So yeah. we're not quite sure. I mean, we are we enjoy uh, what we're doing right now uh, with this and doing a lot of catering on the weekends also. And so we're just going to see where it goes from here. That's cool. Is that important? It's almost like smoking meat. You got to just kind of adjust as it comes at yeah, you, right? Absolutely. In business. We Absolutely. really do play it by ear a lot, and I'm okay with that. We do fine. We get along. We're friends. 95% of the so, time we get along we just great. Kinda, one of us will throw an idea at the other one, and we work it out, and yeah. it usually works out. We I'm, do pretty well. I know it sounds like y'all are very busy, obviously, and it's a it's a constant hustle. Do y'all ever still have the opportunity to go in or, and, or do some of those cook-offs? We have a cook-off. Oh, absolutely. We have a cook-off that we're doing September 20. Uh, 21st for the Crosby uh, Youth Rodeo, and it's for uh, uh, to raise money for college 
uh, for Huffman and Crosby for, Huffman and Crosby for uh, college uh, stuff scholarships. For, college scholarships for college. That's awesome. That's yeah. a great cause. We do all of the cookoffs also in Galveston. The shrimp fest, game, chili fest, wild, wild game, game cookoff, the old smoky. Old smoky. What's your favorite? You said there's a wild game. Shrimp the shrimp fest. one is oh, favorite. favorite. It was well, that was our first date uh, seven years ago. That's cool. Fest. And so um, that one, I. I love I like, gumbo, yeah. and there's a lot of gumbos out there. <laughs> yeah, the gumbo one's fun. The, <laughs> From the here shrimp to fest here. is good. That one's coming up uh, in September also. Yes, it's in a couple weeks, few weeks. September 28th, I believe, is the is the shrimp fest. Don't give me the lions. So it's it's I like all of them. We do though. We always we make sure that we know the cook-off schedules before we plan our events. Because we really, really like trophies, and yeah. so we have a lot of fun doing the cook-offs. And we're, we have to switch our our cook our cook team name now. What was it? It was called Four Calls because uh, we have we had a, a thrift store that helped local animal charities in Galveston. It's called Four Calls Resale, but now we're just Coops. Coops. Coops makes uh, sense. I guess we'd be Coops. Coops yeah. barbecue. Coops cookers. Coops cookers. Cookers cook off. Yeah. Cooking. We have a week to, <laughs> we have a week to, to figure, figure out, out our new name. <laughs> Get new shirts done. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you all about an event that, that we are putting on, KHEA Radio. We're teaming up with United Way. So it's a cook-off, but it's a little bit different. It's a taco cook-off. Down. There's a lot of tacos here. So it's actually um, um, October 12th. So it's the weekend before Bayou Fest. And um, what's going on is we're going to have beef, chicken, seafood, and an open there's four categories. There's some cash prizes. We're doing trophies, and it's benefiting the United Way, who helps a lot of agencies, um, you know, 29 different agencies all over the board. So that we're excited. But it's going to be here in the parking lot. Sounds fantastic. So it's, nice. it's family friendly. We're going to have, like, bounce houses, some games. We're going to have, obviously, tacos. <laughs> That's what we have. My, my <laughs> Rocket, Rocket River's bounce house and party supplies. <laughs> he has 30 pieces and I've been working hard trying to get him to set up all 30. He's like, "That's I can't. There's yeah. no way. I, there's no way. You know? Enough plugs. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of electricity. Yeah. 30 times every day. Well, no, here's the thing. So Lane and Sea Services is donating generators. Uh, generators. So we're going to have as many as we need for any of the any team that needs it. If you don't need to bring your whole trailer, if you need to bring some small or bring your whole get up. And then you can also, if you go to talkoftaco.com, you can find all that stuff. It goes to an Eventbrite link. And United Way is handling handling all that, and you can see all the details for that. But you can also sell as well if you want to. So you can, you know, obviously y'all have y'all's, y'all's permitting mm-hmm. stuff, and that's just like in the in the thing. So we want to make sure that everybody who's listening knows. So if you want to enter too, you can. Absolutely, if we're available, we'd love fun. to do that. that. We'll also have a Taco Tuesday when we're opened up in the parking lot. Yeah, you know what? Let's taco tacos. Tuesday. Tacos. People love tacos. That's why we kind of started this thing and. You know, LeBron, I don't know if you follow like LeBron James, but he started doing these videos of this family like Taco Tuesday, you know, probably about two months ago. And I was like, dude, we've been on, ta- I've been on Taco since I was like two. Like, Ta- come on, I mean, you're just now catching on. Taco like, Tuesday's been around for a long time. You know, there's a place, I believe in Wyoming, and it's a taco place called Taco John's. They call it not, you know, there's Tex Mex, what do they call it, like West Mex or something like that. And uh, my friend really, really likes it, but he's not from this area. And I'm like, dude, no, I'm ne- I will not try. There's not one here anyways. But they own Taco Tuesday, and they've been sending cease and desist, like some of these restaurants or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, isn't that crazy? That, ow. Oh. But they've owned it for like 20-something years. I was going to say Taco Tuesday's been around for probably 10 years. 
So they had Taco Tuesday and they trademarked they trademarked twenty it. like twenty years ago. Oh, I didn't know that. And then what, they cut off. It caught on like wildfire in Wyoming. Yeah, <laughs> it like spread across Taco the Tuesday, and, and it made it down here to where I thought that tacos are actually good. Tacos were more of a southern thing. I didn't think that exactly. they had really Mexican food right. up north. But they say it's like a mixture of. So think of like it's it's better than a Taco Bell, which I love Taco Bell, but like a, a Taco Bell caliber <laughs> Taco Cabana. <laughs> like it's it's a fast foodish restaurant, but it's not as fast i got you yeah but i don't know because i've never had their food but people have actually said that it, it's it's pretty decent did you hear last year that taco bell was voted the number one mexican restaurant i did in the united states they bought a they bought a hotel in in palm I saw springs that. i saw that too it was on sports radio they bought a hotel in palm springs where the whole the whole thing is taco, taco bell, bell themed, themed. <laughs> everything even, even like the your floaties that you lay in the water in the pool is a it's a big floaty of a taco bell hot sauce you know and that actually sounds kind of fun i do like taco bell hot sauce. it sounds sauce. like it would be awesome <laughs> what do you get because they have like fire mild fire hot. i usually get the fire, fire. too oh, we like the fire i really like the verde sauce i like to use it in some recipes oh really they, they oh, sell the it in store? kroger oh, okay. so yeah, i do i do like to buy the hot sauces and throw it in some when I make enchiladas, I always put the fire sauce in my red sauce. Mm -hmm. Just this little kick. Are you ever tempted when you make something like that, like enchiladas, like how can we get this on the food truck? We put enchiladas oh, on the I've food done truck. brisket enchiladas. Oh, absolutely. That's, what, that's why we came up with the shepherd's pie, because I got so tired of doing tacos and enchiladas and just basic things, different types of sandwiches. We made like sloppy joes with like mm -hmm. a spaghetti type sauce. So we tried to do a different a different version of brisket dishes, but the brisket enchiladas are very, very good. Man, so I love Mexican food, you know, and a so lot of people we. do. Our area is full of delicious Mexican food. Isn't it crazy that it's the same ingredients on most things? You know, it's either like it's a chip, you know, but it's still a tortilla. Yeah. You know, the taco or it's a quesadilla or it's 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 the exact same ingredients but in a different way. Absolutely. And it's totally different. Yep. Food that's is beautiful. That's what we're trying to do with the brisket. Food is beautiful. That's what, exactly I agree what we're trying that. to do. And so that's what we're trying to come I up with something different. I eat Mexican food every day, so <laughs> I'm it, always trying to make gets, Mexican brisket somehow. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to build different dishes from different places using the brisket as that vehicle. You know, so even our macaroni and cheese, our loaded mac and cheese, is a is mac and queso. Is that brisket queso. in it at all? What the macaroni? The macaroni loaded macaroni comes with a four cheese queso brisket. Uh, Beans. Homemade pinto beans and then pico sour cream burnt in beans. Salsa. Those are good too. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of yeah burnt in. So I went to a, a local barbecue spot down the street the other day and and I always ask you know like I got to have the burnt ends and sometimes you know they don't always it's have not them. Popular down here. The burnt it's ends, weird. What? It's not the region. Uh, I eat them all. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to put them in uh, the some of the the burnt ends into the uh, beans a lot of the times. But sometimes we go places, people don't eat meat, and the, only the few things that we can offer them are beans without and corn and that without the meat. So if I and don't know where I'm- but they don't eat mayonnaise. Yeah. If I don't know where I'm going, I can't put it in there. But if, if you know, I, we do a catering event or something like that, you get a loaded, you get whatever whatever scraps of brisket goes all into the beans. Man. Yeah. And I've been to some places where they will, like, cut off the bark. I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. Like, I want the- I, like, just like stop, like let me have that trash can because yeah. I've seen that. Just stop what you're doing. Let me go cut yeah. it myself. Like I don't even know what I'm doing. Yep. But I, I'll tell them, you know. But in, in places I like Texas Pit Stop Barbecue is one of our sponsors and great friends. Okay. I've been going, so they know. Like when I walk in, 
I'm like, you know, right? Okay, cool. Just making sure. Like, They've helped us out on the crunch when I ran out of wood doing a big really? job. I've called up uh, to the guys in Galveston. Mm-hmm. No problem. Super, super big helps. Like I said, we haven't ran into anybody yet in the barbecue or the food truck stuff that has been uh, not good people. And you know, so it's, it's always. Yeah, it's that's pretty that, cool. Everyone has been really nice. So, yeah. yeah. You know, that that's good to hear because there's so much. There's a lot of negativity put out on the news and and everywhere and Facebook, social media, ev- everywhere. But to hear that, you Especially know what, if things are good. Ate there and they didn't like it once. We haven't had a bad review yet, but I'm just can't. I'm. That's not what. There's. I, knock. <laughs> I know it's coming. It's you can't please everybody, but it's just it's the what people do. It really is. A lot of people are very ugly nowadays, and it's a shame. Yeah, you know, here on KHEA, we just. I don't know. That's what we try and stress. Like we want to talk about good things. Absolutely. There's so much. There's so much bad. But like, if you don't have a good experience, you know, talk to somebody. You know, you don't have to immediately go to social media. You can obviously you can do whatever you want to. But yeah. you know what? Most of the time, people are going to try and make it right. You know what Absolutely. wasn't right? Let's let's fix it. You know, I'm sorry. You know, we we want everybody to have a good experience. Absolutely. Yeah. How important is customer service to you guys? Extremely, extremely. We. we we're in a, a very small space. Sometimes we have a line of 40, 40 people. <clears throat> takes us 30 minutes to get to uh, through or, or longer. And, you know, we try to get our food out as fast as possible, as hot as possible, and with a smile. But and he's with, a jokester, so he likes to uh, talk I'm, to people. I'm, I like to make the food so I don't have to talk, and he'll talk to the people <laughs> while I make stuff, and it, it works out pretty well. Yeah. And we actually have a third person, Jennifer. She'll come and help us when we have a big... When we know there's going to be a big crowd, and she has also been in the restaurant business for a long time. She's not anymore, but she just helps us out, and she is just amazing. She's got a big smile, and she's really friendly. And between the two of them or the two of us, yeah, we try to, we try to be very friendly and very helpful and courteous. Even after cooking something for 12 hours and <laughs> getting an hour and a half of sleep and having to drive an hour and a half to get somewhere, I mean, so... Ding, it's, smile, it's, it's, ready to go, yeah. <laughs> we also know our product really well, and when you know what you have, it's easy to talk about it. It's easy to tell people, because a lot of people have questions. They, oh my gosh, I have three phones in my purse. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You're good. <laughs> hey, so something else. So I have a buddy who he has Tacos Bomberos is, is the name of his business. So he's he's out of Houston, and so he'll do some, you know, a lot of catering events and go. But he got a bad review the other day, and I think it was one of his, his first ones, but he's been doing it for a couple years now. And he made a post. It was a picture of his grandma cooking in the kitchen. He's like, hey, you know, it doesn't take time. You know, sometimes the fat, like, brisket takes, you know, however long it takes to cook. It's Mm -hmm. hours. You know, good food sometimes isn't fast. Sometimes, you know, it takes time. You know, we make everything to order right here in front of you. And so if there's a long line you're complaining about and go back and do a bad review. But it was just a, you know, a reality check. Yeah, we're we're people. You know, talk to me. say something on that? Sure. We've only had a complaint once that I can remember of, and it was when we had a long line, and I had taken a picture of the long line because I was really proud of it, and the woman that had complained was in my picture, and she was, I think, 22 people deep, Yeah, and she said that she waited for almost 40 minutes, (laughs) so with 20 people in front of you waiting for 40 minutes, that's a two-minute ticket time. And I think that's amazing. That is pretty cool. That's awesome. I think that two minutes to get out full orders, hot and fresh, I think it's great. I think that's a great ticket time. I thought she was going to complain about being in the picture. <laughs> no. Sometimes, like, um, I'm in this picture. We do, yeah, we do some of these markets <laughs> sometimes. And, and you know, we, we're, we try to be as prepared as possible. 
But we look up and there's 35 people in line, 40 and people. And he likes in line. to talk. I'm like, get and, out yeah, of here. Nope, time yeah, to get I'm down and go. Sure. You know, and so it just it just depends, varies. But yeah, no, it's it's We do believe in good customer service though. I mean, sure. that's the I was in the service industry for a long time and they're the people that pay your bills and they're the people that make or break you cuz if one of us says something ugly and they leave a bad review, I mean, I think you got to have bad reviews because if you have too many good ones, people don't believe that you're real. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have good and bad. We would prefer more good. More than good <laughs> than bad. That's the whole goal. But I mean, bad reviews are, it's just human nature. People are always going to try to pick out something bad and find something. And if someone points that out to us, then we can correct it. So mm-hmm. I, we have great customer service, I believe, but we have no bad reviews yet. So we'll... I'll, I'll go Hopefully do it. I'll go do I haven't had the food, but, you know, just get the first one just out the way. Us a but it review. won't be bad. It's like, you know. It was okay. <laughs> it was good. You know what? It's like, I really hate review? that husband and wife couple. They're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he talked way too much. He knew too much about brisket. <laughs> hey, uh, is there anything else you would like to share while you're here today that maybe we didn't touch on or maybe reiterate? Well, I really would just like to say that we are, we've been in the same location um, at 44th and Broadway in Galveston for a year but we have not been consistently open because it was not a very good location. We ended up throwing away more food than we were actually serving. So once we get moved over to the new spot and we open up, I think it's going to be really great. And so I just really want people to know we're there at 50th and Broadway and to come try our food because it's really great. And we will be open Tuesday through Friday because Saturday we still do want to travel around and go to different locations because we love going to the food truck park and we love yeah. to make a beach. So we kind of want to stick to our Saturday fun places. Is that y'all's vibe, like the beach, like Jamaica Beach out there? Because it's a little well, bit Jamaica different. Beach RV Resort, the owners have just been really welcoming for us, and they are really amazing. They've yeah. always got great and there's, people there's staying there. There's 180 RVs parked and no restaurant <laughs> around. Hey, they need some food. Let's go. <laughs> they serve pizza there. Yeah. But they're just really nice, and they make us feel at home, and we like going where we're like. Yeah, out there we had someone in. It was it was some time back now, but where they would rent out like paddle boards, surfboards, mm-hmm. and it's just like a different vibe out there. And um, I used to be in another line of work, and when I was I was a technician, and so just going out there like to the the West End, you know, anything nice. by the water we want to do. Yeah, we love being close by the water, water. That's we're all about. I think it. everyone's just in a better mood. It's just it's just a happy happy vibe when you're by the water. Yeah. So it's one more when time, it makes you hungry. Yeah, that is true. And we were actually talking about the water early, water safety. She's like, whenever you swim, you get out, you're starving. (laughs) It's true. You can eat and then wait your 30 minutes before you swim. (laughs) And then when you get out, you're hungry. We talked to her about pulling coops up to to her pool Yeah, uh, on occasions. So we might do that with her. That'd be awesome. I was asking, like, do you have food there? She's like, yeah, we got like a little snack bar. Mm -hmm. But you need some some coops. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the ticket right there. So uh, can y'all remind one more one more time before we, we sew up the show today, like the social media, you know, maybe what y'all offer, why somebody should come check you out. Well, we do have really great barbecue. We are new. Everybody likes a new spot. Um, if you do check out our Facebook page, we are at Coops BBQ. It's K-O-O-P apostrophe S BBQ on Facebook and Instagram. I try to post a lot of pictures of all the food. And, and she posts the menu daily. So whatever do, our menu is that menu. day. It's posted that morning, and that's what we have for the day. Awesome. And I just downloaded a new menu app, so my menus are really pretty, too. And nice. if you need things done, we'll travel. We cater. Uh, 
business openings, any type of events, birthdays. Uh, we're doing a birthday party for uh, business uh, for Brian Lipo, a friend of ours who owns a few uh, businesses on the island in September. We, we do all types of uh, any type of event. Awesome. All right. Well, check them out. That's Coops. Uh, search for it on Facebook, K-O-O-P-S. We tagged him here a couple times in our Facebook stream. So if you're watching that way, just click on that and uh, follow that. Give him a thumbs up. Give him a like. And then you can follow that menu. This is Thank you. Kickstarter. This is KTA Radio 99.5 FM. Thank you all for hanging out. Absolutely. That was awesome. Thank you for having us. Facebook, y'all be good. Be blessed. Do something good this weekend.